okay, literally, how does Lululemon have the audacity to charge $230 for a vest? So they're ridiculous. Not, they're not affordable anymore? No. I truly haven't looked at that. I like have an outdoor voices, like sponsor us. Like I will, like I'm an outdoor voices hoe. Jack got his girlfriend some Lulu for Christmas, but I decided I that I that. don't like outdoor voices. I don't think that their stuff actually breathes very well for yeah, actual I like working the text out. Sweat, not the like the text that one you can run in it like wick sweat away, but I don't wear the yeah. like, super thick fabricy one. I've yeah, I don't have any text sweat, but I have multiple of their crop tops and they all just like hold yeah. the boob sweat in like under I'll be like an hour out of my yoga class like running errands still and I'm like why is my chest damp I'm like oh yeah, it's because it's that fabric my sweat has not dried off this yeah <laughs> and I have um, two different ones I don't think either of them are tag sweat but one of them is the really stiff and the other one's stretchy and soft and cute, but like it's just whatever. Anyway, so I kind of like gave up on outdoor voices after that. I don't think um, they make their bras, the like crop bras in um, text. I think text sweats just, I don't know, my boobs are too big for them. Um, mm-hmm. Something a problem the women on the show we're covering today don't seem to have a problem with. Oh my god! I've never <laughs> liked to my ass. Smoothest segue we've ever done. <laughs> I mean, truly, that was flawless. Okay, let's let's go ahead and start the show. <laughs> Should we go ahead and start the show? I didn't mean yeah. to do that, but I was just watching the first episode, and I was like, "Damn, that girl has absolutely no boobs, or that dress would look terrible on her." No, none of them. I don't understand. Like, did the corsets like continue up, like to to collarbone height? <laughs> yeah. Like how? How did none of them have any boobs at all? Except for, I guess, Penelope. But, all right, let's, yeah, let's start the show so we can, okay. we can talk about this madness. All right. Okay. Talking about their favorite scenes on the silver screen, they'll try to stay on theme. Who said that this podcast was spoiler-free? It's time for Single Best Scene. Hi. Hi. I'm Sophie. And I'm Maddie. And welcome to Single Best Scene. This week's episode, Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Woo! All right, so so the most, like, I mean, how did you hear about the show? I actually was doing research on for the podcast, trying to figure out if when we had decided to take a break for January, I was like, well, is something going to come out that we're going to miss? And so in the reports on what was coming out for Netflix around the turn of the new year, this popped up and I was like, well, crap, <laughs> Yeah, it's a Shondaland show and it's going to come out like right after Christmas. People are definitely going to be talking about it, even if it's bad. So um, we are going to, you know, miss the initial craze on this, but um, you know, if it's, it's kind of nice, we'll like, we'll give it a week or two and see if it really is worth our time um and so that is what we did um but yeah of course it's like all over the internet mm-hmm. what about you same and I actually think I was doing something for the podcast similarly but not prepping our schedule um but I was looking on BuzzFeed for maybe like a list of those memes for something to post on mm-hmm. the Instagram and I was like Sean just knew 
show said like the new netflix shows trailer just came out and like let me tell you it's wild or something was the headline hmm. and i've been you know just like a diehard shonda fan mm-hmm. so i watched the trailer and i think i sent it to you being like what the fuck like what is mm-hmm. this show <laughs> like, yes yeah like, also like what's the name like i couldn't figure out like it's like bridgerton like i've spelled it yeah. wrong i think every Same. time i've typed it out um so yeah, then it of only it, makes sense if you already have an English accent. Bridgerton. I think it's like Bridgerton. Yeah. Right. 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 Well, like because they already like they skip so many consonants anyway yeah. that like whatever. But yeah, yeah, it's like know. it's like every hard consonant. <laughs> yeah. Bridgerton. Like, Bridgerton. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's how you know I Bridgerton? started. Because they don't pronounce the <laughs> R, I think. Is there even an R in it? I also think I, and this is like. Yes, there's on, an R. Okay. Yeah. I've looked three times. Yeah. Like, there's no T in it. Bridget, like, no, well, yeah, because they pronounce it Bridgeton. So no E, no hard E-R. But in English, we would pronounce the E-R. I think that's why it's confusing. Yeah. Well, and I, when I watched the trailer for it the first time, I kind of just was watching it like. I didn't pause the show. I was watching, so it was definitely, like, background noise. And I didn't mm-hmm. catch that that was their last name. Mm-hmm. So, like, Same. when I watched the show and they, like, introduced, like, and Daphne Bridgerton or whatever, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like, that makes a little bit more sense to me as a last name than, like, a town yes. or, like, whatever. Right, 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 right. But, yeah. Like, Chandra just, like, loves naming shows after main characters' last names. But, um, yeah. yeah. So, I, I – um. Wait, but speaking of vocabulary, actually, I wrote down some vocabulary words for if some of our listeners who are familiar with the show um, didn't know them at present. Um, so there's only a few <laughs> that I felt the need you couldn't contextually get that I was really annoyed that repeatedly they weren't really explained blatantly enough, I guess, for me. But the ton, they refer to it a lot, and it's short for Les Bontons which in French means good manners or good form. And so in Regency, Regency England, right? That's where we are, Regency London. Mm-hmm. Um, the ton is like high society. Okay. So that's like what they mean when they say like, well, I, like, you know, like, well, the ton will be distracted by blah, blah, blah. It's like all the society people, which is like the only people that they interact, like everyone in the show, basically, who they interact with, who's not a servant is like in this ton. Yeah, don't and, forget the, um, the prostitute opera singer. She, I okay, guess, also we'll talk about her later. <laughs> She's not in the ton. <laughs> um, but, and then courses um, is what they call your period which comes up a oh. shocking amount in this show. So you probably were able to like get it, but like it took a minute for me. Um, but because, just simply because it comes up so fucking often. that It did not uh, come up for me. <clears throat> I didn't okay. know that. And then um, a rake is basically a fuck boy. They did a horrible job of explaining what this meant. There was very little context and it came up literally in like episode one. And then they kind of just move on. And you're like, okay, a rake mm-hmm. could, like, sure, it could mean a fuckboy. But I'm like, also, it could mean someone who's a chronic liar, someone who's a chronic cheater, someone who is a bad boy. Like, any of those things would have, like, a different context for who the Duke is 
because we don't know anything about him except for that he's like self-described rake which right. like well and also it's like I what kind of bad are we talking about here um much like what kind of gone are we talking about here I just, <laughs> that country song <laughs> going for the bang and going for the night Dark, right it's like what, right, yeah. what, what kind of bad are we talking about <laughs> which i i actually <laughs> like bad for the day bad for the week yeah. <laughs> like bad for the, <laughs> bad the rest of you going to hell like where are we yeah. here on the well, bad scale because we're like introduced to this family that love they all love their siblings and the first thing you hear about Simon is like, well, in terms of the Bridgertons is Daphne being like, oh, you're like, a, like you're my brother's friend. And I know like he hangs out with like Riggs, but like we also as the audience weren't sure. And I don't think still are how much Daphne actually knows about. I have a lot right. to like, nitpick about like what women in this show know and what men in this show know. And mm-hmm. this is like yeah, we'll get really that. the most surface mm-hmm. level part of it. But like when she said that, I was like, so did he come home and like tell you about his college escapades? Like I was kind of confused with right. like, I do think like Anthony was, I don't know. So I know we're like just in the vocab session of this and I'm no, trying to, okay. to we'll get there, we'll get there. English, but yeah, I was confused the first time they said it being like, was that an accident? Right. No, I agree. Because like, then, did they not cuss? I have the whole like, thing. Right. Like, I know. It's just like, whatever. And then, um, okay. Then the only two explanation things is rank. So a Viscount, which is what, anthony is to the family and what the bridgertons like the men in the bridgerton family are viscounts so their baron is the lowest or not lowest level but like it's the lowest upper level i think um which is what the featherington guy is i think and then a viscount is a step above that and then i think that there's something in the middle not totally sure about that and then there's the duke and then there's the king so like duke is like immediately under like the actual royal family which i didn't realize it was that high honestly like i don't know what i thought was next but Mm -hmm. higher than i thought um right and so because when they were talking about when daphne was like dating the duke and then maybe dating the prince everyone was acting like that was going to be like a colossal step up um which I guess if there is something between a Viscount and a Duke, then going from Viscount to Prince is a huge step, but I don't really know. Whatever. Again, they just like didn't really explain that. No, we were definitely just like thrown into this world. Like, like, and I was reading something where they were comparing it to Gossip Girl, obviously because of the Lady Feather, uh, Weather 10, Weather 10? Well, it's the same. There's some like creator Oh, really? I don't, I don't don't know. I don't, I didn't know that. But like the, the like kind of gossip girl angle, angle, like of who is, I like wrote this down, Mm -hmm. Lady lady Whistledown, because the entire time I watched the show, I could not fucking remember that name. Um, But there were a lot of other parallels, but like the, the thing about gossip girl that made it work, they didn't explain the world to us. It was just happening in present day. So we were able to like, piece together things like if you weren't from New York you were able to pick up on like okay so Brooklyn's below Manhattan like you were kind of able to like figure out their social thing but in this show Mm. because everybody dresses fancy and everybody like is so put together it was a little bit harder to like track because whenever Anthony was sleeping with that woman I was like oh okay like no big deal he just like has a mistress and then it was like we're not good for society and I was like okay and then she was like 
a professional that people paid to see at the opera. I was like, wait a second. Like, I don't understand your rules. Yeah. Like, I was so, like, you didn't explain the rules um, at all. Yeah. So I was wrong. Everyone has just been so heavily connecting Gossip Girl and Bridgerton that I just sort of assumed that they had yeah. actual creators that were overlap. Um, but well, and the no, news yeah, of- people are like the Downton Abbey Gossip Girl hybrid, which is accurate. Yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's something interesting about Bridgerton, just like as an observation. So I feel like a lot of English TV, like Peaky Blinders, is mm-hmm not and even like reality tv like love island and great british breaking show they're not for americans like they're Mm -hmm. for british people so the content there's like way less context they don't explain that much because their audience their target audience is their own country so like they don't need to explain how far away birmingham is from london because anybody from england would know right Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. So they don't explain as much, especially in Peaky Blinders. It's so fucking annoying. Yeah, and Peaky um, Blinders, but yeah. But this show was not for English people. No. This was a show about England for fucking Americans. So you need yeah. to explain this shit to us. We don't know anything about this. We intentionally kicked out royalty from the start of our country. So we don't understand any of this stuff. Well, also, it like it reminds me a little bit of like, and we're not going to cover this on the podcast, but like when you were, because t- I didn't watch it, but like when you were talking about Hollywood, the Ryan Murphy show and you were like it's mm-hmm. based on kind of like true people but the story's different so like what's true what's not like allegedly this is like loosely based on that queen who is said to have been mixed race but she would have been older right. at the time that this was like would have would this time period was but I was like mm-hmm. what do you think of the fucking time period because I kept asking right. my sister like <clears throat> I watched it with Annabelle and I kept asking her like are these costumes like right for the time since she studied fashion in college and she like I had to google it and look it up and be like yeah because like I was just always under the impression that it was like the big corsets and all of that stuff and she's like mm-hmm. oh no like the like slip yeah they like, moved the, on that this yeah. was like, very in but I was like what even fucking time period is this it's the 1700s right. it's, like is it like, it's I guess it's like an undercovered period in English history that we don't ever talk about because otherwise we would be more familiar with Mm-hmm. these outfits and in the u.s i guess we don't cover this time period in england that much um when is it again bridgerton I, when is it set it's like a it's like a it's got a it's like the not the roman it's got a name with it yeah it's the regency Reg- um yeah, you just said it <laughs> set in 1813 which like okay. so that i mean a very nothing time even like in the U.S. 18, wasn't there the War of 1810? I mean, that's uh, not Yeah, I think that was, we, that, <laughs> we didn't have, that was a U.S. war, and I think it was with um, France. History. Or Spain. It wasn't with England. Um, Just kidding, we were not correctly. history majors. Oh, yeah, definitely not. Um, I think I stopped taking that. Anyway, back to, back to Bridgerton. Oh, yeah. So, okay, let's just, like, move on to the pilot, right? Because we're going to talk in circles about a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. So, I gave the pilot a, like, 6 out of 10 because it was so fucking long and so much happened. And I don't like that. I don't mm-hmm. like to think that the pilot is a movie. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like, I don't need that much setup. Like, give me something to look forward to instead of like 45 plots in one hour. I don't like that. Um, so that was that score. Um, my thoughts as I watched were, um, this is, this is Gossip Girl, um, of course, with, um, the lovely Julie Andrews voicing Whistle Down, which, you know, I do love that. Um, I said being rich just looks fun. Um, it does all the time. I love that they give us these. Being rich looks so fabulous. Um, so I say there's a weird thing here with the cousin. Why aren't more people talking about this? Um, yeah. So do you want to talk about the race stuff now or do you want to wait till that's like a B plot thing? Let's wait till it's a B plot thing because okay. But that, that was just like a first impression, me being like, wait a second, <laughs> this seems weird. And it still does. It's never addressed. Spoiler for everybody. With the cousin, well, like the cousin yeah, dynamic okay, of the like, Featheringtons, mm-hmm. of the Featheringtons specifically. So then I say also the brother's a psychopath. So we learned this from the pilot that her brother, what's his name? Which one? Anthony? Anthony. Anthony is unfucking hinged arguably the worst character in this entire show and he there's a lot of competition he's the worst fucking character i disagree i hated him so much oh my god i hated him so much he was the worst i loved anthony he was so pompous and so useless no i loved him just a big dick and he kept fucking up his sister's shit has been in other stuff i've watched so i couldn't tell if i was like Mm. taking over residual love from him but I do agree with you that he's very chaotic in the first episode more. Yes. So. Like a real, like, bull in a china shop type situation. Um, I was also like, and he then, yeah, took being the dad too seriously. <laughs> like, overcorrected, really. Like, really overcorrected. But, like, in a sweet way, right? I don't know. Well, we have to, like, so ju- It's well, sweet at first, but then he doesn't ever, like, dig himself out of it and, like, continues to go worse and worse and worse. So, but I guess we don't know that yet in the pilot. But Well, okay, so just let's talk about Anthony really quick in the pilot. So in sure. some ways, he's being like his sister's like advocate and ally being like, mm-hmm. she's not going to marry this old man and doing all this stuff. And while like Daphne is annoyed by the like overbearing things, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty obvious to the audience what he's doing while not, not helpful for what she needs. Like she needs to get married and like he's turning away eligible men. Right. He's turning away people who he knows will be bad husbands. And so he's being overly protective but then when the mom goes in who I love and is basically like stop like your dad would have made an arrangement like years ago and like signed her off and like done all of this yada yada and then he overcorrects so hard the other way so that you're like hard. wait like wait a second. Just, it's like very apparent to me that they're like father who we like literally never hear about um mm-hmm. they all loved very much and also he like what it like must have been sudden because he like had no clue how to be the head of this family yeah no I think so like I think um, it was just his best intentions just kept being wrong which we yeah, all like, really like, missed the mark repeatedly I think though that gonna, the brother mm-hmm. I was like I'm not like brother... Anthony apologist I just think sure there's more yeah. layers like he has more depth than I think a lot of the other Bridgertons do. Like, I found him interesting to watch and will be interested when... It's not even my turn to talk about Pilot. Back to you. I'll no, 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 it's fine. Um, I, I found that the 
the siblings in general, it was very confusing that there were so many of them. Mm-hmm. Just, like, that sort of continued the whole show. But definitely in the first episode, so fucking confusing. I think that the way that they set up Antony being in charge of Daphne's dating life and then also <clears throat> the other brothers made it really hard to tell how old anybody was. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like, okay, you're in charge of her, but, like, why aren't you married? <laughs> right. And well, also, they... why isn't the second brother married? And also, why isn't the third brother married? Like, right, like, she's number four. Yeah, I so... was, I thought it was kind of stupid, but I was glad that they did the alphabetical names. So yeah, they so could, convenient. like, be like, okay, Angie Benedict, Colin, mm-hmm. Daphne. Right, yeah, yeah, Elvie, yeah for sure. Who disappeared. Yeah. Hieroglyphic I can't or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it was one of them. <laughs> And then, like, Henry or something, like, the other, yeah, something the younger, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that that did help a lot, but anyway, mm-hmm. that was like really just uh, my Over your high level basic, yeah, got reactions to the pilot. Um, I mean, obviously, I kept watching, so that's why it got more than five, but also, I was like, that was a lot. I remember and I'm text- confused. I was just so fucking confused the whole time. I remember um, you texted oh. me. Um, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this in B plots. Okay, continue. You had texted me and been like, because you watched it before I did, and you were like, "I'm confused. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm starting episode mm-hmm. five, and like, what is happening?" And I understood when I got to episode five what you're talking about because like the entire show kind of wrapped up in episode four and then they just like recreated problems <laughs> like yes I, but when I first started it I went into it being like is this a Taylor Swift lover era music video why is everything passed <laughs> yes. out why is everything so colorful God. like and the CGI I, was so bad I was like am I on drugs like I was mm-hmm. so confused mm-hmm. um I gave it a seven out of ten I thought the like acting was well done. The scenery was like fun and like the set design, like you could tell they put a ton of money into it. Um, Apparently I, they made everything. Like everything in yeah, this show was right. made for the show. Like the sets, like nothing was sourced. Nothing was a reproduction. Like they made everything. And there was something like 1200 costumes or something like Yeah, Daphne, obscene. the actress Phoebe who plays Daphne said that like, Every single one of her dresses were hand-sewn, and she had six seamstresses just dedicated to her. That's insane. And when I was thinking about the amount of money they spent on this, and, like, Shonda's deal with Netflix, and the fact that this is based on a book, and there are eight books total, all I kept thinking about was, I think Grey's Anatomy reruns really do bring in, like, half of Netflix's money. Like, the amount of people who, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, they... Like, they gave her such a big deal, and then giving the show so much money, I was like, how much money do you think she brings in? Okay, also though, if I was a, the accountant at Netflix, I would say, okay, you guys want to make a show about a period drama, and Mm -hmm. you want to make it all up, I hear you, but it will be one fraction of the cost to do another drama set in a hospital where they have uniforms and their scrubs <laughs> well she's like i'm already making hand over foot money on that fucking grace anatomy in private practice she's like i don't need to do it they've used the same scrubs for 20 years now <laughs> well yeah i uh so i do know that i this was based on a book which mm-hmm. i was book glad I, was glad i knew going into it because i watched it probably yeah. two weeks after or a week or so after its big because it came out like the day after christmas right 
yeah something around that time and I watched it like the, on New Year's Day or like the day or so after New Year's so like I had given it a few days and like had seen the the social media post so I had seen some of the big stuff but none of the spoilers thankfully I guess and um knowing that it was based on a book going into the pilot there were so many things that I was like oh someone just wrote that offhandedly and then like because like book adoptions are so hard because mm-hmm. you can't like there's a there's like a magic and there's like a non-cheesiness to reading someone falling in love with someone that is hard mm-hmm. to then convey to the screen mm-hmm. there's because you can't give like yeah like the complexities the same like just from book quite to, late yeah, no, no, no. I totally agree. It's quite late for disclaimers um, for the podcast episode. So um, if you've made it this far, sorry. Um, I feel like we should include some disclaimers on this episode. Number one, neither of us read the books, mm-hmm. right? We also are not really in this genre. Like we're not romance novel enthusiasts, I would say. I mean, like my genre of books are definitely more like this but not like this type of romance novel they're like right yeah yeah just like romance. so we don't like this is not our corner of the world so we're gonna give some reviews that i'm sure somebody who is in that world would be like well of course it's in that but for us we're like no this made no fucking sense third of all warning everybody me and maddie did not love this So if you're expecting just like glowing, sparkly review of this show for the next hour, um, I'm very sorry. That is not. We're new highs and lows. Yeah, but there's definitely like, lows. Lows know, to be mentioned. <laughs> there is uh, definitely some like roses and thorns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're getting both. Um, some diamonds and not diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, first water and the mud. So, yeah. So, apologies if there are any, like, romance enthusiasts out there. Um, or if Bridgerton's, like, your favorite show. Apologies. Well, right. If Bridgerton is your favorite show. Um, we are going to, because I literally, in my next sentence of my uh, pilot score, I put, well, I did say that I felt like the plot was, like, overly explained in some areas and underly, like, not explained at all in others. Like, so I I wouldn't, I couldn't figure out why they, (laughs) sorry for, like, this is a listening podcast, but Sophie's lamp just fell over and uh, it was startling. Um, But I don't think if we would have watched, if we weren't doing this for the podcast, like, if the podcast didn't exist and this show came out, I can pretty much confidently say I probably wouldn't have kept watching. I don't think I would have watched it, was, it maybe at all. I think it needed to have been 47 minutes. Why the fuck are each episode so long? There's no reason. Like, if they didn't need to be, like, and I saw someone that say, like, they wished that there was long, like, I think it was Eva Chain, Eva Chain, Chen? Um, yeah. Saying, like, she wished she would have gotten more, like, two more episodes. And I was like, I don't disagree with you. I could have taken 10 episodes or 13 episodes that were like 42 minutes. It's just when you're doing the yeah. same B plot or C plot or D plot for an hour, it mm-hmm. just got to a point where I like, I fell asleep in mm-hmm. watching Bridgerton. Granted, I was sick, but like, I don't fall asleep watching like even commercials. Like right. that's my, like my brand is like TV keeps me awake. And this show like mm-hmm. literally put me to sleep. Yeah, and it wasn't, I it could wasn't have used more attention. episodes, more shorter episodes, 
Or it could have been a fucking movie. Right, Hot right. take. This could have just been a movie. Like, we could way less plots. And, um, wait, did you have anything else to say about the pilot? Um, no, just that, I mean, I, I didn't hate it, right? Like, I do think there were, like, and I rewatched it today before we recorded. Mm-hmm. And I will say in rewatching it and knowing everything, I did like it better. Mm-hmm. Like, I okay. enjoyed the pilot more the second time than the first time. And I mm-hmm. think that part of that is that, like, you're kind of indoctrinated into the world and you, like, don't question mm-hmm. certain things. It's also because yeah. there were so many, like, I don't even want to use the word mini mysteries because I don't think they were, like, to say that would be giving them too much weight. But, like, mm-hmm. mini reveals. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That seeing the seeds planted early, I'm like, okay, this was a well thought out and well executed show. It just might not have been for me. Yeah. Yeah. I but agree. those are my last pilot thoughts um okay cool um so do you want to go into some bits and jokes yeah well let's just go ahead and go into bits and jokes the b plot section is gonna hold a lot of content i don't have that much for this part (laughs) for bits and jokes Mm -mm. yeah no um i did love when the um tall blonde girl fainted in episode three (laughs) i thought that was fucking hilarious i was like i like and it was so predictable right like it's literally a trope to do that um but it was still fucking hilarious i was like yes well then (laughs) even adding on like i think it was miss whistlebound's thing at the end where she was like a woman is to know how to do or maybe the beginning is to know how to do like be an Uh, excellent a skilled pianist great conversationalist mm -hmm. all the stuff and be able to faint and like a pedicure like or whatever right without like like, without getting a hair out of place yeah 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 iconic um i loved the daphne simon agreement from the jump uh which i don't know if that was like a joke but it was kind of comical the way they set it up it could kind of run into a comedy of errors. I don't know why I put that in this category, but that's like whatever. me a la our first episode. That's definitely a B plot. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's a whole plot, but it was like them. Yeah, like that the, is actually the, the, the conversation where they decided to do this. I don't know. Um, the masturbation conversation. I was six feet under. I yeah, yeah. I didn't know where else to put it, but um, I was just like, wow. Yes, this is fucking hilarious. Also, um, like that Simon was trying to be so, like the awkwardness about it leading up to it was also funny because he was like, because mm-hmm. she like literally didn't know what sex was, and he was like, well, it's what happens nope. when like day turns to night, and she like didn't get that either. And I was like, watching it at my parents' house in the game room, so the door was shut, and me and Annabelle were watching it, and I had been told like the show is so pornographic, like. Don't watch it mm-hmm. in front of your family, do all this stuff. And up until episode three, like literally no one even mm-hmm. kissed. And so when yeah, that conversation happened. came up, I was like, okay, like maybe. Okay. And then it took another full episode and then I understood yeah, it. It yeah, went yeah. from being and... a show for kids to porn in one episode. Faster <laughs> than any show I has ever in history. Um, I've never seen such a incredible. slow start in a long bang at the end i mean arguably that is also how her life went <laughs> Fair. she like didn't know what it was and it was having sex like nine times a day in like one room. like just right was, like christening the whole mansion in like 24 hours <laughs> wild um but uh the um when they go downstairs and can't don't know how to turn the oven on <laughs> i had that on my too Again, I was like, huh, rich people. 
Well, that's what I was like. Okay, um, so how rich are the Bridgerton? Super rich. The answer is super rich. Oh, um, then her when Daphne laughed at the prince instead of caring about him like repeatedly right like that was her gag was like mm-hmm. her just laughing at him all the time and him being like wait what nobody laughs at me um that was I loved that um even just like their little like Daphne and Simon's little like setup of like oh he's gonna say this and then this happens like that whole thing scene was very funny mm-hmm. um okay so they do this t- the show sets this up twice actually um they do it once in episode I guess three is that where they have the masturbation conversation or was that in two Uh, whatever two or three whatever so she has her little like self-experimentation scene and the scene ends and immediately the next scene is the next morning and the scene opens with she's playing the piano and then the song ends and the mom goes oh you finished so lovely <laughs> and it was just like sandwiched right up next to her Double little masturbation scene. And I was like, yes. And then they did it a second time in the finale um, when Daphne and Simon finally have baby sex. And Whistledown says, you know, the Duke and Duchess finished out like something something and I'm like like about the season but like and they finally finished the season (laughs) it was like dramatic pause like very a la Taylor Swift um I peaked when I was seven feet like it was much like that um (laughs) if you're uh playing our game uh, it's two Taylor Swift references (laughs) Three more and you've got bingo. Um, but and I'm sure it's um, they, uh, yeah, so I'm sure they said it up a couple more times, but the like sex finishing, they, the, even just the twice was enough for me to laugh and be like, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very clever, very clever producers. So Daphne even, okay, again, this show is Gossip Girl. Like, I know there's some people on the internet that are like, this isn't like anything like Gossip Girl. Okay, fuck those people. This is Gossip Girl to me. So Daphne even gets her Serena Vanderwoodson moment on the stairs. (laughs) Like, when she comes into the ball, looking in her, like, fancy dress, when she's trying to revenge body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Duke. Impress but she's Um, with the friends. And yeah, yeah. And so she walks in on that second floor balcony and like everyone stops and looks at her or whatever. Like, tell me that is not Serena Vanderwoods in, in the pilot of Gossip Girl in Grand Central Station. Like I it love, is the same. <laughs> I love our point, like our pop culture references and where they like intersect and divert because I just immediately thought of the Cinderella story with Hillary Duff and Michael <laughs> uh, Murray. Yes. When yes. she walks in oh and like God. everyone yes. stops and looks up. Okay, it, it was more like that, honestly. You're right. You're and right. I was like, You're are right. they gonna start playing like Clyde? Like how is <laughs> what is happening? Like it, it, actually they might have done an instrumental of we'll have to put the podcast in instrumental songs because that was like a fun game in episode one whenever I was like, what's mm, going yes. on? I was like, nice, yeah. oh, that's Stinky next. Oh, that's the. Yes, yes. If I can't have you guys, that was a fun game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my last one is in episode four. The mom is at this uh, the same ball, same episode. The mom is downing champagne 
because she can't she knows that her daughter is not with the duke but like fucking up her love life and is probably gonna get the princess gonna propose and whatever she's feeling the mom is feeling chaotic about everything and the mom throwing back that champagne like from the jump is the exact same energy that anybody has when it's 11 p.m at the bar and your friend is texting that boy that she definitely should not Mm -hmm. and you're like fuck like well, we're in for a ride yep. like buckle up everybody like <laughs> i need to be more drunk to put up with this bullshit um and i just love that um so yeah that's all i've got for bits and jokes mine are the most random ever it's like i just wrote some i don't know um okay so it was funny at the beginning and then it became less funny throughout the show but the okay so when I loved Eloise. I thought she, pretty much everything Eloise says I thought was funny because she was so manic and like screaming she all of the time. Manic. And like I just really enjoyed her. Yeah. But she came yeah, she in and like very manic. She, I just loved her. Movie. She came in and was like screaming about sex because Penelope had told her that Marina was pregnant, but she didn't know how it happened. And so like they had the like whole where did babies come from? And I was like, ha ha ha. But the way the brothers acted about it with the mom when they were like, we'll just like remove our sticks but they were like talking about other sticks like the sexual innuendos within the conversation about sex where mm-hmm. Eloise didn't know what was going on and like everything seemed to be over her head was funny <laughs> I do realize then like 15 minutes after that joke that it was actually just extremely problematic that none of these women knew um what sex was but we can talk about that later yeah um how easily the women like the adults can spread gossip because no one will believe it as fact made me laugh it was like like you can do that um the not knowing how to turn off the oven and then the way that Eloise reacted with Benedict when she found out about the mistress and like had a hard time keeping it a secret um I actually really liked Benedict too and just found him to be underrated and those scenes made me laugh um and then my last one was the like meet cute introduction with Simon and Daphne I just really like that I really like all of the miscommunication in the show. That is something to me that is just like, anytime there's a miscommunication on a TV show, I find it funny because it's so obvious to both parties what's happening and the audience knows. Mm-hmm. Like we're aware that like she genuinely bumped into him and was like genuinely trying to get away from someone, but also he spent the entire night dodging people and can't believe someone wouldn't know him. So um, mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, so if we, let's just keep bopping right along. Um, Heartbreak scene. What did you have down for that? Um, I was hoping I could get like a quick list of the order of the books as far as who they're about. Anthony's next. Anthony's next. Uh huh. Yeah, and then because it's like I'm only getting the titles, which are not helpful at fucking. Oh, hold all. on. I found this. Let me see if it comes up on my Google history. Wow, yeah. great. In the third book, there's it stars um somebody named Sophie. Looking forward to that. The Viscount Who Loved Me. It's just like very, yeah. So that one is um That's that's Anthony. Anthony. Hold on. The Amazon will have the who they're about. So an offer from a gentleman. Like, how could that not be about one of the other girls? But the other girl was so young. The offer in a gentleman is oh, about... Oh, no. The sister that appeared at the end of this book. Maybe it's about her. No, it's about um, Benedict. Bridgerton. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. the 
fourth book. So the, the fourth one must be Colin. Yeah, and the fifth book is that Eloise. That show which actually this book Really? Yeah, the fifth book to Sir Philip with Love sounded the funniest to me. Like I'm the most excited if they make it to hers because essentially she's like an old Spencer and someone writes her a letter and is like, Would you like to marry me? And she's like, Yeah, sure, and shows up. <laughs> what yeah oh my she God. like had never met him i was like that's the chaotic energy that i like about her um so um, okay so back to the show because i think the six um, like we didn't know the younger ones yeah um i don't know if they're gonna make it i would be floored if they make it to eight seasons they said nothing they makes could. it to eight seasons yeah yeah that's a lot of confidence um I would just be I'm just gonna be I'm saying it right now I'm not saying it's impossible I'm just saying I'll be surprised I'll be surprised if they make it past four well they've already yeah yeah I mean like obviously they've signed Shonda on for Mm -hmm. ever but that doesn't mean they're I I mean if this show starts to tank they will not continue to make it I just don't think it will I mean, yeah, but like how quickly can they really film? I th- feel like we lose our attention oh, so quickly that yeah. I'm not sure. And the episodes are so goddamn long. Shorten those episodes yeah, up. Maybe there'll be a chance. <laughs> um, okay, heartbreak so scene. Yeah. Sorry. Wait, did you want to tell me? Something? No, no, the heartbreak scene. I was just. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I guess we can. I. Okay, heartbreak scene, there's a lot. I mean, this show, I was, I don't, I don't know when to talk about this, but I think the show stopped being fun when the creepy guy, when the stupid brother agrees to let the creepy guy marry her and mm-hmm. he takes it seriously. And that happens in the middle of episode two. Mm-hmm. So I thought the show stopped being fun then, which is bullshit because the pilot or based on the the trailer i thought the whole show was going to be her, daphne and the duke falling in love mm-hmm. that is absolutely not fucking what this show was about mm-hmm. like you said earlier like we literally got there in three four episodes maybe like what i literally checked to see how many more episodes there were <laughs> as that we're like like blitzing down this path i was like what the fuck is going on and that that creepy old guy just absolutely accelerated the rate that daphne was gonna have to find somebody else to marry and so it just fur brook that's fur brook yeah okay um it just like accelerated things so fast her just just the desperation like the I'm as my heart breaks in I'm gonna continue to select her continued desperation at the fact that she it's not that she had no choice but she had to marry somebody and like she had so few options and just like her very realistic look on life like I'm not saying none of it was unrealistic and that's what made it sad was she was like very self-aware of her situation but like it was so desperate and it was very sad to like be reminded that that's like really how people have lived people still now live that way where they think you know 
mm-hmm. everything like who I marry is really gonna like set my whole life in some way or another and like that's it like you know it's complete like my whole being is completely tied to them and what they can you know how successful or not successful they are and um but like you know it just really felt like she was always cornered into whatever and um and to like make it better bummer (laughs) make it better like obviously this is a fictionalized account where she had like five people looking out for her well-being too like right she had like five oh my god guys she had the easiest like, path <laughs> like her all three of her brothers simon to a certain extent and her mother were all making sure she married the best person and so it's like how many right. women in history do you think just did not have that <laughs> right. oh my god and, and honestly even the creepy guy like okay yeah he would have not been for love but he still would have been rich and she could have largely continued her life the way it was so like i'm definitely not saying she's the most desperate character on earth but like it just the whole the dynamics of it was like even this like rich uh, affluent woman is still totally at the whims of like all these men basically Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that was very sad um what's your heartbreak scene i cheated on this one no no uh yours is good and makes us seem way more feminist than i am going about to make us because mine was just I could not handle how fucking mean Simon's dad was to him when he was a child and had his stutter. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is, like, so fucking heartbreaking. Um, Granted, I will also piggyback on that in my worst B-plot, but that, it just, like, broke my heart. Also, the fact that it was, like, a little kid that he was screaming at, like, it was so sad. And just, like, how much it, like, fucked him up as an adult, like. Yeah. So, and, like, that he, like, disowned him, essentially, at. Well, and even, I, I was just so confused, even when he, even when he got better, the dad mm-hmm. was still like, you're garbage. I'm like, no, he's so much better now. What the fuck? And then like that the letters, like, I don't know, like we don't have any confirmation that the dad even mm-hmm. read any of the letters. He didn't read any of them, but he kept them, which was interesting. Yeah. I would not, I don't right? have that sort like, of Why stuff. keep them? Cause like, it was like Daphne open to them. No, for sure. Like she like also, I think even said it, like I, no, oh, your yeah, dad yeah. never read them um who has this little like, control to not read a letter that someone wrote? right seriously i don't know Whatever. um Nada. so we obviously have a little bit of like mixed emotions with this one um uh, i was trying to think of the other show that we described as, as being oh it was the queen's gambit which now on retrospect i liked more than i thought i did but like the episodes felt too long but the story felt too short that's how i felt with bridgerton too um what would you say is your sorry I was all day thinking what show did I already say that about um what was your turning point scene like why like why did you keep watching it so my number one turning point scene is um in episode three when Daphne and Simon are at the gallery Mm -hmm. and they have their little conversation about the paintings um I just thought, touch. okay, the hand touch, you know, classic, classic. Um, but I was like, okay, like this actually has legs. Like they actually can just be themselves with each other and not in a like Daphne's showing off for whoever and he's not just trying to placate her, like whatever, whatever. Like this actually is. And the scene was really well done, I thought. Um, mm-hmm. Granted. I still, and we'll talk more about the mysterious rules of this society, but I don't understand how them being alone in a garden together means they have to get married. 
but then being alone in this painting room is totally fine <laughs> yeah the garden like the way she said get it. it the way she said it in the first episode when she punched Bur- Brooke or whatever in the face mm-hmm. none of these words were meant for people who don't have English accents to say um but, but then she was like <laughs> I'm this close to the garden and I have two men with me I was, was like, doing the math it- I was like, but the proxim is the garden like the equivalent of like the bad for the evil forest? Like, I'm like, what is it? Like, <laughs> what is it the equivalent to? Like, what? It's like to me when parents are like, kids aren't allowed to be in the house after dark, and like kids can also <laughs> just have sex during their lunch break. Like the arbitrary <laughs> rules of like when teens or young adults will have sex. So arbitrary. Like the sun going down. <laughs> I've always been like, get home before dark. I understand from a safety level, but not from like a. I don't want you like to like preventative. Right, yeah, right. Like, I don't think it's like a form of birth control. So, but like, apparently, I guess for this oh, garden, who knows? Like the, right. Yeah, so. I just feel like we missed a whole season of a show. Yeah. Um. Okay. My runner-up turning point scene, though, that mm-hmm. was like lower level, was when uh the meet cute the Daphne Simon meet cute of her slamming into him and then immediately just like giving him shit. Mm-hmm. Like she immediately gave zero fucks. Um. Which, you know, is always the key to, you know, everybody knows eventually these two people are going to fall in love when one of them gives no fucks. <laughs> right. When they deliberately say they're not going to fall in love, they will inevitably fall in love. Mm-hmm. It also helped yep. in that scene that she, like, was, it was her brother's friend. Like, that's when it, like, yes. switched. Because I do think that there is some sort of, like, I don't feel like I need to impress, impress my siblings' friends as much as, like, strangers. Because I'm, like... Right. Literally kind of have to like me because that's your best friend. So like sure. you could not really like me, but although you can't be it mean is to honestly me. very surprising clash confusing that they would never have met. Like I'm a little sus on that. If it's your brother's best she's friend. supposed to be like sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, so like when well. he went to college and has already come back, so he would be like twenty three or twenty four and they met at college. And he hates this town. I can kind of see why he would never. I mean, it's like somewhat believable, but also I was like, hmm. But I mean, whatever. Um, yeah, out of all the things yeah, that I. Her, yeah. As soon as she was like, oh, you. You're right. <laughs> 100%. I was like, lol, this is amazing. <laughs> um, what was your turning point scene? So I have like a turning point quote and then definitely a scene. So it's, <laughs> it's like literally like right after the credits, but Julie Andrews says, bitch. In the sentence, it has always been said that of all bitches dead or alive, a scribbling woman is most canine. I laughed so hard at that. I don't know why. I guess I could have said it earlier, but I, there's something about Julie Andrews, like so professional saying bitch. And also that sentence is just funny. Like mm-hmm. it's like the new, like the, what's the woman scorned? Never. Oh, mm. uh, the hell happened if you're like, like a woman scorned. scorned. That's like that, mm-hmm. but like bitches and dogs and canine like it was just like a funny line Lover, and yeah. the actual point where I was like I guess I'll keep watching the show was when they decide to get like fake engaged at the end because I was just immediately like this seems only beneficial for him because how are you going to think how will man how will men want to propose to you if they think you're already engaged to a duke Oh my God, I literally wrote that down multiple times. I do not understand the math on that. It makes no fucking sense. Also, his title I don't get it at all. High. So like right? any self-respecting man would be like, well, I'm not going to go up against a duke. 
Right. First of all, you're going to lose against the Duke. Second of all, are you not like insulting him by like trying to go after his lady? Like, yeah, it makes no fucking sense at all. Okay, I'm glad you asked. I was just like, I don't no, one time how- did the math on that make sense. Like, I was like, what? Well, and he said like this will work really well because the women who have been trying to set me up with their daughters will back off, which I'm like, yes, totally get that. Right. Yep. That makes sense. And then he said to her the men will find you more desirable since I have taken interest in you which I was like honestly feel more regret for not taking interest in you if anything the reverse seems more likely the men would be like I'm backing up like I'm backing off like she's yours I'm afraid of you and the moms would be like still like nail clawing at him because yeah. there's like no ring yet you know how moms are right like, right well you just haven't met my daughter yet like they have no shame so right. it makes no sense that this worked in the way that it, it did and it maybe just, it's, the wording of it should have been different and not like it should have been a little bit more like I'll use like wingman like I'll walk around the promenade with you and like laugh and then like dramatically break up with you I feel like there should have been a little bit more like right follow through to this plan because i also was like when right. are you gonna end it <laughs> seriously like, don't they, though. it's like well, the season like they have to get engaged in the was, season i think it was so hard to tell like where the middle ground was in this society of like because like on the one hand it's like okay if they just wanted like if there was like a very light version of what they did then i totally would have understood like she just needed like a couple dances maybe from him mm-hmm. a promenade like very light like just like r- like light attention but because he was also not dating anybody else then like it was like all the attention on her and also it was like they are immediately matched especially like whistle down like didn't really help because whistle down was like well now they're an item right, right? It's, like, well and they told the them middle down of, like casual dating then that i understand how that would have worked for her at least um right because then you know because she'd kind of been been put out by the brother which I also was pissed off that Whistledown never throws the brother under the bus because completely all those suitors stop coming because of the brother and the Whistledown like never addresses that they just act like it's her fault that those men stopped coming hashtag feminism hashtag feminism um yeah but like another thing that I thought was interesting and this was like uh obviously there's gonna be tons of spoilers in the show every episode we do um but the other thing that I thought was interesting is that they like similar to how like Betty sold um which Riverdale comes back tonight Betty sold Jughead's uh death down the river to everybody that will listen they're like like, contractually obligated actors posted about it on instagram so i'm aware um but the um the the same way that i was like why is betty going like if jughead's really not dead then she needs to stop telling like every adult like all of this stuff is the same way i felt like on like a smaller scale because nobody died but i was like maybe daphne and simon don't like tell lady danbury and your mother so much that you're courting him and like needing Mm -hmm. to get flowers at the house like yeah if you're trying to sell it to the outside public, don't sell it so hard to the people inside your own house. Like, they don't know. That, like, I just thought the right. whole thing was, like, a very it interesting. And, like, it was their way to get them together and blah, blah, blah. Like, I understood it from a plot point perspective. Yeah, I just didn't understand point, how it was, like, beneficial to her. It raised a lot of questions. And this, the guy didn't go away. 
that had already been promised, which is like what you made. Like, right. It didn't solve was the problem. Point. It just made it more complicated. Yeah. I mean, I guess the like random suitors did come back, but. But also, she didn't. Bro- like- but but it didn't solve the problem <laughs> of her brother still being a fucking cockblock. But that's also like, because they didn't like let enough people in on the secret. Like I think what should have happened, right. was, Like yes, the minute that they decided to do this, if they did want to do it this way, was like call in, like have a meeting with Antony and be like, okay, here's what happened. I got followed into the near garden where I was gonna get mm-hmm. be alone with a man. I don't know. And I punched him in the face and Simon walked up and we realized that like we could both benefit from this. Yes. So like back the fuck off. Like, yes. And also like that's your best friend. So like Simon like lost a little bit of a friendship cool. with Anthony. And I yes. just couldn't see like I was like why didn't you whoop him in? Because when she told the mom I was like this is sweet. And like one of the things I did love about the show is that they all loved each other. Like that was apparent. Yeah. No, it was nice. But I just thought, like, man, if you just, like, let Anthony in on this one secret that he doesn't really care mm-hmm. about, um, Seriously. this would be a little bit smoother, and the plot could still be convoluted. It could totally. Just be, like, Wouldn't have changed anything. It would have been funnier. It just would have made more like, sense. Could could have been funnier, yes. With the, instead of being so um, insane about it, but. Um, <sighs> okay, sorry, this is, like, an audio note. Can you, your hair keeps hitting the mic. Oh, okay. <laughs> can move it back it's fine it just sounds like static <laughs> oh. back. it's gone <laughs> because your hair's back sorry no that's fine sorry i'm not uh, used to having the thing down here yeah um okay um okay turn away okay so is it time for b plots it is time for b plots you want to take it even away? though we did basically arguably already start talking about yeah um but okay so to circle back i don't know how i feel about the evil auntie and like poc cousin distant cousin dynamic that they set up um lady featherington Lady Featherington and and Marina. So from the jump, like as soon as Marina walked in the door, I was like, what? It's not that like in this whole show, right? The whole race thing with the show, I thought was just colorblind casting, which I would have preferred, honestly, because when they had Lady Danbury mention it for all of two seconds, it totally changed the entire show because it changed every single interaction between two characters that didn't look the same, right? Mm -hmm. And to think that in Lady Danbury's life, they, that Black people became an accepted part of upper society is totally insane that by then by this current era everyone's just like totally chill and racism doesn't exist because that's essentially what they set up right mm-hmm. is like we've come so far in lady danbury's lifetime which is like what 60 years 70 maybe people didn't live that long in this era like i know she is probably older but like people didn't live i think she's probably okay. early 60s okay let's call her 60 because she would be the equivalent of Simon's mother's age, because that was her best friend. Right. Okay. Yes. That's that's a good um, 
bar. So within the past, probably say 50 years, if she remembered, like them becoming black people in London at the time, becoming normal members of society. I mean, not to take a negative view, but like, actually we have historical evidence that like racism didn't just disappear when that happened. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, fuck Obama was president here eight years ago. Like, whatever and we're still like constantly fighting it yeah still an aggressive issue (laughs) and maybe they're trying to take the like Shit's creek approach where it's like we're gonna address it so that the audience knows it's wrong but then not make it a teachable moment i mean sure but i wish they would have just not talked about it at all and let it be a colorblind casting thing which i was enjoying um because it makes the Lady Featherington Marina dynamic so much more toxic and so much more race related. And it just then also like triples down on Lady Featherington's treatment of her because now instead of it just being a distant cousin that she's using, like taking in for charity, it's her husband's business partner's black daughter that she doesn't want to deal with because she's, was it racist. not the, was it not like, fa- <laughs> like a family member it wasn't his her actual it's like a distant cousin or like they call it a distant cousin but like whatever like that's neither here nor there but like it's just like they had never seen her before right mm-hmm. like that's and so it's just really hard to not put race on this white family with this young black girl coming in from the countryside they even set her up to be like not necessarily poor but like a country person who like doesn't understand their ways or like yada Mm -hmm. yada and even marina like rips lady featherington a new one at one point that's like you like rich people and all your ridiculous bullshit like you guys don't understand like anything about the real world yada 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 which i was like you go girl but Mm -hmm. um it just makes that whole dynamic so much more toxic and it makes every interaction that they have like 10 times worse and they interact a lot like lady featherington and marina go head to head in literally every episode (laughs) so um i don't know it just it makes a mess of it all Mm -hmm. um like adding race into i would have rather they took like the true Shit's creek route and just pretend adult racism doesn't exist just because right. they addressed it for two seconds and then never again like if they were going to bring it up again that's fine but um well, they kind of they... did the same thing with like homophobia where like that did exist oh my God. so i was right. confused with the like choices that they made in terms of um i guess like issues that we are still like trying to see like not issues like but like uh no I guess like issues that the public still has that like media is trying to like desensitize them to Mm -hmm. and just be like this is all normal prejudices that still exist prejudices that still exist that like no longer need to it was interesting to me that they kind of didn't do racism at all except for that one conversation Mm -hmm. because like even the way they spoke to Marina wasn't down to her because of her race allegedly up until we heard right? that race exists. Like, right. like there was no overtly yeah. racist things. No, I never felt they like they don't was mention racist. it at all. And even like the stuff well, she was saying. They was don't like, say it, but it's like, is it not all if if what Lady Danbury says about like black people suddenly becoming part of society fifty years ago, like it's not a far reach throw. Yeah. 
right 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 for it to be like a subliminal thing even if it's just like a subconscious thing I mean that's institutional racism (laughs) like it just (laughs) I don't know um but yeah the the homophobia thing was really bizarre I was like okay so we're gonna continue to buy into this and I saw some like online forums that are like well we hope that they make that brother gay but in the books they don't I know and I think that the show if the show manages to divorce itself from the books enough maybe but I again would be kind of surprised if they like depart so far from the books just because book fans are rabid and um they might be very mad about this but I think it would be fabulous they've started to do it more with with these like with uh I've seen a lot of books change like character sexuality or sure. race or whatever. So I right. do think that like, um, and also it's like when you sell your books to Shonda, you are selling them to someone who is going to be progressive with the way they tell your stories. So mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if Benedict, they just like switch out the female for a male character. Yeah. Well, and he's season three. So maybe by three, they will have like laid enough groundwork of like, okay, everything else is going to be the same about the rest of this, but we're going to go ahead and. Well, they also need to have him like explore his sexuality in season two, since he like didn't even really know well, it was a right. thing until like episode six. Right. <laughs> when he slept um, with the man that he was flirting with his wife. I was like, okay. That was wild. I was like, what's happening? On accident, um, but still. Right um but whatever um okay so um I also as far as plots go I love that the prince couldn't get Daphne mm-hmm. <laughs> I just thought that was funny and and I shit on shows for giving only one of the star-crossed lovers a realistic alternative and the other one they just absolutely put no effort into <laughs> so we never believe it right mm-hmm. um that like they'll be kept apart because of their other entanglements or but they just like don't get the other person one <laughs> right yeah um, <laughs> but I like the prince was like actually a legit like a legit alternative and they did an actually nice job of like developing his character developing their relationship like they go to that boxing match together they have like a really nice conversation about the future like she could have been totally happy with him. Mm-hmm. Well, like, if we're just speaking realistically. Right. And, like, I thought, because it was still episode three or four, early four, that, like, maybe she mm-hmm. would, like, marry him and then some time would pass and then the Duke and her. Like, I thought sure. that the prince was, because also he's, like, a known actor. Yes. Like, he, so Simon, Jean, Jean Raphael, I think is his name or something, and ha- has been in a Shonda show before. That guy was in that Quantico show. Um, Priyanka Topra Jonas, uh, the mm-hmm. prince was, and then the guy who played Anthony was in. I think Crashing. the prince was in Harry Potter too. That is not my forte, but I can tell you he was the main character and for the people on ABC. He was in something else too. He's with... so hot. Well, he's rumored to be James Bond, which would be amazing. He would be perfect Rudy for that. Mara or not Rudy Mara? Who was it? The Rudy little was... redhead who's in who's in that Pitch Perfect. Anna Kendrick. Very pale. Anna Kendrick. He's in something with her. All I did was see the clip. I had no idea what it was. Um, he's, he's a very um, nice body, which we don't see at all. <laughs> yeah, he's so hot. And like, I was, I'm proud of us for waiting this long to, in the episode to mention that. <laughs> um, just like how fucking attractive he is. 
um, what is his name? His name is Jean. Oh, I have no clue how to say that. It's not. It's like R-E-G-E. Um, and Anna Kendrick. I think Anna Kendrick was the actress in this scene, but um, I'm not mm. actually totally positive. I, I think I saw it on He hasn't really been so. in very many things. He was in Sylvie's, Sylvie's Love, which is a movie that just came out for the people, and then nothing else. Roots, he was in Roots. And then I think that's I mean, not maybe it. it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't Anna Kendrick. Maybe it was just another red-headed actress who I recognized. He, yeah, I mean, he, yeah. It could also be Britt Robertson. I know you don't like her, but this girl. Could have been her. That was his, like, yeah. Or it could have been, like, he was in the background of something uncredited. Like, it was literally the most random little scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he's just very attractive, and I uh, think that he's cute. we could have had a little I bit more wonder... of his uh, sexual energy yeah. earlier could have used more i know when i was re-watching it i was like when are we get, when is the prince gonna show up he showed up very late um in my opinion oh yeah <laughs> one of my um criticisms of daphne is that we both talked about this how it's like poor man's Kira knightley mm-hmm. and apparently that actress like actually literally did study Kira knightley and like just tried to beat her sense to me <laughs> like legitimately yeah for sure for sure um but yeah I, I laughed when I heard that fact um and yeah I mean they do look very similarly so that seemed like an easy leap um I did hate the baby bangs which is something Kieran Knightley avoided oh, um that's just in my worst um I put worst <laughs> this is not a b-plot but I hate baby bangs and I especially hate Daphne wow um everything like was it. all the props were made oh i'm sorry earlier i said that there was 1200 costumes that was incorrect the actual number is 7500 costume pieces were created for this show 7500 pieces of costume yeah. literally insane. insane um okay anyway so um i love the queen i wanted more Mm-hmm. of queen plot i could have used with more queen less um of the rest of them i guess i don't really know i don't know who i'd sacrifice um could have used less of the featheringtons could have used honestly i know you loved eloise and everyone on the internet loved eloise i could have used less of her i um whatever i'll get to her in i guess later um, i think we could but- have used less featheringtons or more featheringtons it was a weird amount a feathering ten. Like we didn't learn anything about the third sister. <laughs> or the second. We only learned about Penelope and Marina and the mom. Well the And then randomly the dad was like, what's the word? <laughs> yeah, the middle one almost dated that sneezy guy. Oh yeah, but then they found out that they the dowry was gone. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was cute. Which he was so cute. Well, okay, what I liked about that was that was a that was a dating, like a courting and match process for two like subpar people which I appreciated mm-hmm. like it wasn't just like what a duke and a duchess looks like it was like oh no these are like also how normal people dated like that weren't just like the creme de la creme <laughs> like completely agree. um so I enjoyed that um sort of like how uh the joke about how the Olympics should have one normal person <laughs> competing <laughs> just for like a scale <laughs> 
Um, uh, so, but in relation to the queen, I found that the status whiplash was very aggressive in the show. Like you can fall, people can fall so fast and it was kind of hard to keep up with that sometimes. Um, just a note about people boxing with like with no gloves, just barehanded is totally insane. That's just like watching them like fight. Like I don't, I yeah, like, don't. I've never understood boxing? it. Right. Yeah. Um, so when the the feather like mr featherington um like bursts into tears because he didn't know what to do was like cathartic i was like fuck yeah this is hilarious um i loved his whole slimy plot i i hate to say it but i fucking loved that whole bit the featheringtons going for ruin him being this sleazy guy um just all of it i enjoyed it literally like (laughs) the Cooper storyline in the first season of the OC like it was so (laughs) crazy like the the way the similarities matched up for them to the fact that like Julie Cooper has red hair like they looked aesthetically the same (laughs) that both their husbands went bankrupt both they didn't know it they kept spending a ton of money on their children the husband refused to tell them like the mom was mean the dad would got along with the kids I was like this is it just made me want to rewatch the OC, but I was like, I, I posted about on Instagram, like my personal Instagram, because I was like, mm-hmm. do the people that I talk about, because I've done a lot of OC talk on my personal Instagram, um, also see this, and it was like overwhelmingly yes people, and then people DMing me, DMing me and being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it, and I was like, I know, uh, but I agree with you, when he cried, it was yes. Pretty great. Um, hilarious. And I'm also just like in general dying to know what happens to the Featheringtons in season two. And I don't know if I felt this strongly about it after the first watch, but after the second one, I was like way more invested in the Featheringtons. And I was like, I am dying to see what happens here. Like, I want to know how they pivot, like who's in charge of their estate, like yada yada. Because if you've seen Down Abbey, you know this, but if you haven't, basically what happens to their estate, which arguably is like basically just their house, which the deed of the house possibly those crooks have so i don't really know if this family is going to be truly the women are going to be out on the street no no no. he's dead no i know but i'm like shit no no i know but like remember how he gave them those guys that he was betting on the deed to the house Mm -hmm. i don't know if they still have it i don't know whatever so that's like a little that's something to but what traditionally happens which is like how down abby's i don't know you've seen down abby but like for our listeners who haven't if you've seen down abby you know how this works but basically the estate goes to like the next male heir in line and then that guy is responsible for deciding what happens to the family that currently lives in this house so if it's some random cousin or something and he's like actually i want my family we live in the country but i want my family to live in this house y'all are fucked then um that's what will happen basically they have no like the women have no rights to property or anything like that in most cases maybe in all cases in this time. So anyway, so (laughs) till Ruth Bader Ginsburg said otherwise. um, Yeah. But I do think that's a really, (laughs) that would be a really smart way to bring in new characters to like fall in love with Anthony or like, what, you know, like that would be an interesting, because like there are, I mean, that's what they did on Downton and it worked very well. I mean, I do think they should get someone who's not a Featherington and not a Bridgerton. Just uh, maybe not crossbreed so so much with me. seriously though um but um yeah so looking forward to that for the future um 
I didn't mention this in the jokes actually, but one of my favorite scenes, which I'm wondering, like I would have sworn I wrote it down. Now I'm like, did I write it down and then just fucking forget? Or am I going to read it here at some point? Whatever. Um, I loved in the finale when Madame Delacroix mm-hmm. gives them the brightly colored dresses and she says, no worries. This is the fabric no one else wanted. <laughs> and then they show up at the party and guess why nobody else wanted it? Because the theme is fucking blue. <laughs> And they dress them, she dressed them in like yellow and orange and stuff. <laughs> or like you pinks and everything, like these really bright colors. And and I oh my god, oh, 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 I have the audio of it. I knew I'd written it down. I knew it. Okay. Um I will have to pipe it in. I will have to pipe it in in like a better way. Um, yeah, because obviously can't. I will pipe it over this. Um, but I wonder, oh right, because my um my headphones are in, so you won't even. Actually, I wonder if I. Maybe if I. No, you're not gonna be able to hear it. But um. Okay. Let me see. I know Miss Jake's like fancy equipment. I know. Um. I was gonna look into it, just ran out of time today. Like, where before Zoom and stuff, how people recorded podcasts when they weren't in the same location. Uh-huh. since like the zoom quality on mine thing was weird last week yeah but i just ran out of time okay yeah this is it oh my god there's no way you're gonna be able to hear because you were able to pay in advance this time and since i happen to have some fabrics no one else seemed to want <laughs> there are two others just like it lady feathering tongues mine will have to be taken in of course <laughs> mine's perfect and mine is yellow is it <laughs> <laughs> i love it so much and mine is yellow <laughs> <laughs> I laughed about it for like 20 minutes after I saw, watched it. I think oh this... Just holding up. It's <laughs> <is> yellow. <laughs> like... <laughs> I think the smartest thing this show did that like other shows could take note from was making the Gossip Girl-esque Lady Whistle. Mm-hmm. I already I already forgot how to say it. Whistle down. Whistle down. Whistle down. Whistle down. Likeable. Like I was like... Yes. Whenever I found out it was Penelope, I was like, all right, like, let's go. Right. Like, I wasn't mad at her. And they learned from Gossip Girl in that they just told us at the end of season one. Yeah, yeah. And now they <laughs> and can then, like, the, the story around it. on it. Yes, exactly. But I, like, um, liked her the whole time. And then when I found out it was her, I was like, still like you. Yeah, for sure. It really didn't change that much for me. Um, but. The Marina um, thing did feel a little bit more hurtful when you found out, but. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so, um, uh, I love the mother, like mad, like the mom of the, um, Bridgerton family, just sort of like a throwaway comment. Um, uh, what else? Okay. Speaking of episode four, I can't believe the duel happens that, that early, the duel for her honor. 
And is there anything more dramatic than a galloping horse and a hooded cape? I don't think so. I think that's the only way to write dramatic scenes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, by the time we got to the end of episode four, I was shouting out loud, what is this show? Um, where they're like now forced to marry each other and everyone's miserable, but maybe everyone's also secretly happy. I don't know, the whole thing. And I also was again pissed that I was like okay so they're gonna get married in the next episode and we're only on episode five of eight like what the fuck um I did not sign up for this like this was just not what I signed up for um it makes me think the message of the whole show is sort of like marriage makes no sense right (laughs) like is that is that the message they seem to like really pound it into our heads (laughs) over and over again um the duke's declaration when they go have to when they have to go and petition the queen for like a speedy trial a la marriage um his declaration even the second time i'm like damn that is very good like he Mm -hmm. does a very good job it's very endearing i'm like wow you said all the right things very receptive and it was great um then the one thing that I don't quite understand is the CGI bees. So did you understand what that was about? No. no. <laughs> like we saw them multiple times, the bees. And I don't think this is a spoiler, although this is a fact I only learned from the internet, which feels like a spoiler. Um, but the dad's already dead. So I don't know if it's like cause of death is a spoiler. So if you do not want to be spoiled in the dad's cause of the already dead dad's cause of death, go ahead and just like fast forward 30 seconds, I guess. Um, but allegedly the dad dies from a bee sting because he's allergic to bees and doesn't realize. So like, um, a, like a migral situation? I guess. I don't really know. I don't know how somebody could die from bee sting unless you are actually allergic to like extra allergic to them. You know how some like kids are. Yeah. Like, allergic yeah. My, yeah. Um, that's what I'm assuming. So I don't know if the bees buzzing around the show are that or the dad. Like, I don't know. Again, the dad's already dead. Was... So like, how could it be ominous? Like, it's not ominous. He's Maybe already dead. Like, so he's like, I'm here. Like, don't like, right. feel comforted that. that I'm here. Although, like, are you comforted by the thing that killed him? I mean, it's just a reminder that anything could kill you. And that marriage sucks. <laughs> that marriage makes no life is random and you can get no Um, i don't know i didn't read that that's i didn't notice the bees until you said it so i i only noticed them a couple times and only because the bad cgi stuff always like makes me eye roll um cringe maybe is a better word um so this is a small two cents excerpt from a vulture article about this show and um (laughs) it's about like towards the end of the show you know when simon comes around and decides it's like they're gonna go ahead and have kids or whatever so (laughs) this is what it says simon does some thinking about his childhood and spends half a moment with the little bridgerton kids and now he's cool with continuing his father's lineage big patriarchy lights a cigar at the white gentleman's club and accepts some handshakes (laughs) (laughs) oh man 
like, yeah, that that's a good summary of exactly what happened because uh, that that's it. Um, didn't yeah. take much, actually. I um, will say when they had that baby at the end, and this is just me being dumb. Again, I was sick, but the they were like, we're gonna have to name the baby something with an A, and like they all they looked at him and he was like, to carry on tradition. That's when it clicked to me that all of their names were. <laughs> literally like the wink to the camera I was like oh my gosh I got it that's right I kept, I, forgetting, it. I kept forgetting Anthony's name was not just my mm-hmm. cow and like mm-hmm. Benedict didn't get introduced as, as a character until no. like episode five so right. um and then I just like was positive that that little girl's name wasn't hieroglyphics or whatever I kept calling her <laughs> <laughs> so I like, wasn't clicking Oh my god. Um, um, okay, do you have, do you want to do best B plots and then yeah, we can just I don't have switch to many. worst? Yeah, so I actually really thought that giving Marina, making Marina pregnant was like very smart for the plot. It was a really interesting B yeah, plot. That was interesting, yeah. Every interaction that she had about it was beneficial down to like Daphne helping her and finding out that yeah. the brother had died in war and like that was really sad, but good. Um, I liked Lady Danbury just like helping the Duke, but like their relationship being like loving yet like mean like I thought that was like a good like tough mm-hmm. love that yeah. he needed but like they love each other more than we do um I actually start, really enjoyed it when we started to try to figure out who Lady Whistledown was because by that point I didn't really care but like it was starting to get a little bit more like personal so I thought it was like the perfect time to introduce mm-hmm. her like having and then also gave her like a feminist air quotes storyline about like she didn't want to do what Daphne did so she was gonna like prove her loyalty to the queen in another way like Daphne just got called lawless and she's like I want you to figure out who this person is like it gave her a task yes I totally agree it gave her a task that was a perfect thing for Eloise to do what I had a time time hard time with was the like air quotes feminism that she would always seem to be manically shouting about um but like sort of no one like kind of into the air where like nobody was really telling her that she I mean people you know her mom was was like you're gonna next season or whatever yeah but as like an affluent white woman like I don't really know she probably felt trapped more more trapped than she actually was and also just like the way that they set her character up and even the way that the show like the characters within the show treated her as you know she's you're a you're a child until you're a woman right like there's like no in between Mm -hmm. and because she was still like with her higher dress hems and had not come out into society yet like and just sort of the way that this actress played her which is a little more manic it just she just seemed too childish for me to take her like air quotes feminism like all that seriously and also everyone else right like everyone else in the show also kind of like didn't take her as seriously and what Penelope said to her is like totally correct where Penelope was like bitch your sister is a duchess if you don't want to get married ever nobody's gonna care like Mm -hmm. fine like your family's rich you got a shit ton of brothers your sister's gonna have a bunch of kids and nobody's gonna notice if you're like the cool aunt who you know never yeah. gets married like it's yeah fine so I'm, I'm really glad they had Penelope like actually just say that out they loud. were really good best friends and yes. I was reading a, a recap about one of the episodes and the, it was the one where they were like trying to figure out what sex was and like <laughs> how babies were made 
and the author was like (laughs) i was having a really hard time taking it seriously since these actresses are 30 and 31 respectively (laughs) i was okay that like yeah but i don't want to jump ahead to my b plots that i hated um sorry i no 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 i started that but i loved penelope befriending marina i thought that was really sweet and then turning on her the minute that she Uh left colin because it was relatable like relatable she was like you're gonna Uh come over this guy that i like and trap him and like now i can never have him like and i know more than he knows like that's an awkward place to Mm -hmm. be um -hmm. the lead up to daphne and simon's physical relationship i was okay with because of Mm -hmm. the hand touch like that like kept me going until they finally did the daphne and then I agree with you. I think the prince was a really nice distraction from the Simon and Daphne. Like, will they, won't they? Like, it was a realistic. Yeah. Um, it helped, like, elongate the story. Thing. Yeah. yeah. So do you want to go into your B-plots that you don't like? Yeah. Let's take a quick break. Um, oh, okay. My computer is about to die. <laughs> Okay. All right, we're back. We're back. I, I haven't been able to tell. Just working through things. Uh, and it only has five yeah. grams of sugar per can. Wow. That's good. Yes, way, Rose. Um, so now that I've had a drink, you've had a glass of wine, let's go into mm-hmm. the things that we don't like about the show. Oh my god, the list is long. Um, okay. So I've already mentioned about the fact that the show stopped being fun in episode two. I don't really know why they did that. Um, I understand that the threat needed to be there of this other guy. I don't know why it went so serious so fast. I thought that was really confusing, especially if you had seen the trailer. Like, mm-hmm. That's what I found frustrating. If I hadn't seen the trailer, I would have no expectations for what the show was about. But it seemed to be careening at a pace that I was not um, expecting because the trailer made it seem like the whole show was just their romance so right well and also the like because it is based on a book and I knew this before going in and that each book was about each Bridgerton I just like assumed they would wrap up I don't know it's like Simon and Daphne's story but I wasn't expecting it to be at such a random pace yep yeah very random pace it was like, like it I... wrapped their their them up and then also went into their marriage yeah, when you texted me, like, I'm in episode five and I'm still confused, around episode three, I was like, I wonder what Sophie's confused about. Like, I've kind of mm-hmm. got all the people down, like a rough whatever. And then it happened and I was like, what the actual fuck are the next three episodes about? <laughs> right. Because yeah. I like, did not imagine it being about um, ejaculation. I could have never predicted nope. that firm would be what kept that show going. Um, Seriously. Just kept swimming. Um yeah i i found that there being so many characters confusing but it also didn't help that they cast identical twins as the two oldest brothers um that was fucking annoying (laughs) they look they're the same um so the confusing society rules whistle down they act like she's the one who's supposed to like explain things to us as the audience and she simply does not do that enough Mm -hmm. um per the reason we need to have a vocabulary lesson in the beginning of this episode they don't explain enough they don't explain enough about contradicting society rules um the garden versus being in a different room together what's the difference between holding hands and kissing like was the handhold scandalous because they were starting to have feelings for each other? Or was the handhold scandalous because they're not allowed to hold hands? I don't fucking know. And nobody ever explains it. Um, right. Well, and... Continually confusing. Because then he was like, I don't understand as the viewer how much emphasis to put on this stuff. Right? 
Right. Well, and like, why could um, the queen and the king get married outside of their um, st- status, I guess, it, whatever. But then Antony, who is the head of the Bridgerton family, the like, whatever, all this stuff, can't marry the woman that he loves. Yes, exactly. Um, like, why, like, couldn't then Antony just marry her and make her a lady? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> like the that whole part of thing with the opera singer made no sense. I didn't, they didn't explain, I mean, like, she wasn't in the town, like, she wasn't upper society, but they set her up at the beginning. I literally thought she was a prostitute, a prostitute, right, and, but she was a performer, like, but like, like a formal performer, yes, classically trained performer. They paid money to sit in boxes and see her sing. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> why, like, they, and I'm not saying that there's no reason in that, sh- that she couldn't have been with him, but they just really did a half-ass job of explaining exactly why they couldn't make that jump, why she couldn't be elevated to his level. Um, mm-hmm. well, and Sorry, especially when Marina essentially jumped to become a lady and, like, do all of that stuff since she's whatever and it wouldn't have bothered me so much and I would like let it go if it wasn't that that was Anthony's entire storyline was his whole plot like other than ruining Daphne's making sure Daphne never found love (laughs) I'm breaking up with her sleeping with her breaking up with her like I just like couldn't and like he is you know so respectful his brother-in-law is now a dude like his sister was like what I just couldn't figure out why this woman like couldn't he couldn't right. just, like, fall in love. And like, she goes and dates a different gentleman. So why was it okay for her to be with him? Like why was that fine? I don't know. I have no I was so confused by it. And I was confused by uh, and like knowing that the next one was all about him, I thought it was very interesting that then his entire story and this was just this one woman. But like I read the back right. of the book and like doesn't seem like that's who he like the love picks the Viscount right. with love it doesn't seem like she's the main character in that granted they could shift it it just seems like really weird because like I don't want to spoil things that haven't happened yet from the book research that I did but yeah. so that's like the loosest that I'll say and like honestly they could change anything and I don't know her name so they could yeah. have written about her um yeah. Sienna Sienna but I like was her name I don't know I just thought it was really interesting yeah, I thought it was really random. It was very frustrating, like, repeatedly. Um, although, I have give to give her credit. Her breakup with him is one of the best breakups I've ever seen. Um, I, think, I think she did a really good job. Mm-hmm. She really explained her points and was very clear. And was like, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't expect me to do this bullshit that I don't want to do. And you do. Mm-hmm. So... I'm well, done with your ass. Yeah, like, don't show Bye. up and say you're going to do this, and then, like, not right. come and get me. Yeah, it was just, like, really, truly, like, one of the best breakups. Um, And, but, yeah, her whole thing was very confusing. I wish they would have explained more or had him have any other plot other than just, like, 
fucking maybe with dating like, maybe with not dating her after yeah like literally fucking with her not fucking her although sometimes that too well, no his entire um, story was fucking with daphne or fucking sienna for sure ah, yeah, like, literally so true he was all over the place this is why i don't like him as a character i'm not I looking really for the like whole, whole show being about or a whole season whole season being about him i like that actor um, so i like excuse I guess we'll a lot see. of his bad behavior Sure. Everybody should watch Crash um, on Netflix. Was Phoebe Waller-Bridge's first show? Where she yeah. did Fleabag? Um, He's gay in real life, too, and has, like, written a lot, like, got a lot of press about how he, like, doesn't think, like, I think he, he said he doesn't think straight actors, I don't want to, like, get this wrong, should play gay characters, so I thought it, so he did all this press, and so whenever I watched it, I assumed that Anthony would be gay, and then when he wasn't, I was like, one. huh. <laughs> I was like, I would have thought he would be more of, like, like just because of all the press he's done. And being vocal, like so outspoken in the community. Sure. Although, you know, well, okay, they in no way set his character up to be gay, like literally at all. Like, mm-hmm. he fucked that girl all the time. So, like, at best, he'd be bi, I guess. But I guess that they could make him gay. Mm-hmm. And then the Benedict setup still would hold water because. They were sort of being like exploratory with him, but if anything, they could kind of just like curb it back and be like, he's open. Mm-hmm. Like he's cool with the gays. <laughs> like yeah, he's like an ally. He's Hashtag like, ally. Yeah, like, like he's gonna move movement <laughs> forward in the eighteen hundreds. I will also say one my last thing about why I like Anthony so much is he is a Broadway singer in London and has performed my favorite song in an audition on YouTube that I've watched probably like upwards of three hundred times. So I'll post that YouTube video on the Instagram when this episode comes out. But like, I did just go into the episode, into the show, mm-hmm. loving him from other things. So I think that's why I have blinders on regarding his bad behavior. Yes, um, I totally agree. So my next thing is in episode four, obviously episode four had a lot of issues with just wall to wall. But in episode four was when... There's the, uh, uh, the one of the two, I guess, big boxing matches. This one is the earlier one where there's no, like, the betting is not part of it, really. Um, and, or it's like his friend is trying to get backers. I don't really quite understand that part. Whatever. Oh, yeah, like needed money. The prince takes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The prince takes Daphne as his date to this boxing match. So I... While I was watching it, had a moment where Daphne and the Duke locked eyes across the crowd, and something changed then because that was like him seeing like actual like jealousy proof moment, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, maybe I don't like this show. Like that was the moment where I was like, this is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Like. It's so extreme and so confusing. Like all the rules, all the characters, like it's just a little bit too much for me. And here we are again, these two fucking characters, like will they, won't they? But like, it is just creaming out of control. I don't really know. It just, I was like, I don't know about this anymore. <laughs> like, Right. Well, 
I completely, I didn't, I mean, that's not the moment that I did it, but in that article that I was talking about earlier, the woman was like rooting for Simon and Daphne is like rooting for Chuck and Blair. Like they're toxic together. Like they, like the fact that they both went into marriage, not on the same page is like not cool for either one of them. Like Mm -mm. he was blackmailed into marrying her and she, and then lied to her. Like the whole thing, it just like felt gross. Yes. I agree with you, like kind of exhausting. Right. Like I was just like, and if everybody just watches this show for like the sex scenes, it's like watch Outlander or something. Truly (laughs) watch Outlander. Watch um Elite. You could even watch normal people. It's shorter. (laughs) Also, Sophie, so Animal and I, after we finished Bridgerton, we watched Elite. And I was like, I'm so excited for you to watch this. And then we got to season two where they start to have Polo's parents in it more. And I was like, Sophie made a really funny comment on the podcast that I was like, Sophie said it was a bold choice to cast twins to play his twins mother. Twins as moms. Never knew. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I cracked myself up retelling her what she said. And Annabelle was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, maybe you haven't seen him enough. Like, you're weird. Like, in season three, I definitely think that like the parents play such a bigger role in a league. Yeah. Uh, but I For was sure. like, whatever, just wait till Carla and Sammy eat mac and cheese. And she was like, so is it weird? I was like, just keep watching it. No, it's cute. Oh my God. Wonderful. And plucking leaves. Oh my God, again. Every episode is unofficially sponsored by Elite. I'm going to get a PR box um, from them, hopefully. Seriously, I would die. Um, I so would die. I. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a giant wine glass. And like. <laughs> but I have a cocktail like a, in it. Like a <laughs> like a bicycle glass box with two naked people in it <laughs> three maybe um and like yeah oh my god um <laughs> <laughs> like a tennis so, racket with like broken uh, the, the, the top <laughs> of a, a, a bedazzled <laughs> <laughs> bedazzled champagne top that could be used as a weapon oh, oh my gosh just the inspector shows up at your house <laughs> here's your box a magnifying glass that doesn't work much like the inspector <laughs> oh, yeah crusty mac and cheese <laughs> they should call us no, Tupperware, but like Tupperware that had been used like it has the red film on the inside of it the pack oh of cigarettes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Guys, again, watch Elite. That was even no spoilers. Lots of cash. <laughs> no context. When they're like, no context from this episode. Yeah. That was no, no context. The entire show. Elite. So no the whole series. Oh my god. Oh man. Got it. So great. I A beautiful it. scarf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like um, swimming male speedo. Subjective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 tiny speedo. Oh my god. <sighs> anyway, back to Bridgerton. Wait, what back we're going to actually talk about was, let's move from Spain on over to England. So now we're going to pivot, and the rest of this is just going to be about Elite. No. <laughs> We've had enough of this English bullshit. What if we just trick um, every podcast episode that starts up normal, and then halfway through we just start talking about Elite? <laughs> <laughs> well, what? now we're going to move to the part of this show where we compare this show to Elite. <laughs> that could be like our next like running new segment. Our new segment, like at the diplomat. How we can 
it's like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but we'll just do like, the, <laughs> yeah. the, like how many degrees until we can talk about Elise. Well, if all of you remember, um, Marina's boyfriend, <laughs> baby daddy, goes to fight a war in Spain. So now we're going to talk about another thing that came out of Spain, Elise. Like, <laughs> with another character named Marina. Marina. <laughs> we hated pregnant. her. That was also pregnant. It was very dramatic. Also um, the parallels. Similarities are just... <laughs> Where people say this is like Gossip Girl, it's just like Elise. It's actually just <laughs> like Elise. Um, <laughs> your overbearing brother? Mm-hmm. Check. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There's no um, loss of money. Country bumpkin, though. Yeah, loss, loss of, of money. money. Rich people having fun. Samu, Christian, N- Nadia, they would all be the marinas. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. I guess she is the country bumpkin. There's just one of her this time. You know what they're missing uh, is a parent who cares. I guess that would be Andrew's mom, would be the Bridgerton mom. Yeah, okay. Yes. Only one who cares about her kids. (laughs) Yes. She's the only single adult who cares or is even aware that they're on the show. Samu's mom, like, well, their kids go missing. We've got to refocus. Zero (laughs) percent of our listeners have watched Elite, so we've just lost everybody. Um, We're the only two people who've seen the show, as far as I can tell. Um, Okay, so um, the queen running the country while the king clearly has dementia um i didn't understand why we didn't get more of that like more context they sort of just kind of seem to drop it into the middle of this show like the middle of this season which i thought was really weird um like have it be more involved in the plot or less right like don't even mention the king i would have been totally fine with that we didn't we didn't need to talk about him at all he was so irrelevant he actually had nothing to do with the plot outside of the queen's own like couple scenes where it's like clearly the queen has been through some stuff but like we really if we we're trying to trim this show down to 45 minutes we could have cut everything about the king um mm-hmm. or had it be an actual fuller plot where because again like they're picking and choosing what's historically correct and again there is some historical suspicion that the queen was actually running the country while, what is this King Henry? King. Uh, she's Queen Charlotte. Let me see who Queen Charlotte looks like. It's the same king that lost America. <laughs> so which, who was the one from Hamilton? It's this oh, guy. King George III. King George, right. So um, he, I mean, obviously lost the u.s like 50 or 40 years prior but whatever they same guy and at this point he does i mean he's old he clearly has they portray him as what seems like might have something like dementia um Mm -hmm. and if they were gonna like i don't understand why they showed him having dementia but not her running the country Right, right. We, like, kind of... We have gotten that? Yeah, it was almost, like, um, a a little bit, like, with uh, The Great, where it was, like, there would be a full episode where Peter wouldn't do anything, or, like, there would be, like, a few scenes where Peter wouldn't do anything, and I would forget that he was the king. Mm, Yes. I forgot that she was the queen of, like, an actual country. Totally. Like, they could have made her a queen of, like, like, whatever, like, like a fake (laughs) place. 
like right this whole thing could have been fake but because there was so much vetted and real that like yeah weren't they wouldn't they have been like bummed about losing the u.s i guess maybe they were over it by then but well i think they're over by this point but it like she seems to only sort of like care about the daddy acts (laughs) right like she sort of acts like um marie antoinette where like every scene she's just like laying around someone's fanning her and she has like a ridiculous wig on mm-hmm. but like i think it's because it was is so is she running focused. the country or not <laughs> like, i think it's just because it was so heavily focused on the bridgerton family and those are the only ways that sure. she would interact with them but i'm assuming that's like the equivalent of like a first lady duty which would be like welcoming them totally women. like all that stuff makes sense but i do think it is interesting that then they did even bring up bring him up right yeah because i mean like i said they could have just knocked it like not because i didn't question what her duties why she was in any scene at all until Mm -hmm. we started to see him being crazy and then i did some research and was like oh like people think she was actually running the country where like that's we just saw her doing like the normal social duties and i don't know maybe this is all again setting up to be more plot in season two because if Two is supposed to be about Antony. I mean, how fucking interesting can a man's romance plot be, right? Like, I'm assuming the share of plot time is going to be not nearly what it was in this season, where it was, like, mainly about Daphne, Bridgerton, and then, like, all the other, like, B, C, D plots Mm -hmm. were much smaller in comparison whereas I'm assuming in two it's going to be a little bit more evenly split at least I hope so um because I would like to know more about this queen situation Mm -hmm. um then the second time watching the mother daughter wedding night discussion was somehow more horrifying than the first time Mm -hmm. um maybe because after this like watching it a second time I knew how much this horribly like lacking conversation totally fucks up her whole life and how the mom truly is like so you know that the dogs had puppies once great (laughs) good luck honey like and also the mom made it seem so scary you know what I mean? Like, she made it seem yes. like she just had to, like, plow through and, like, it would be over. And then Daphne really enjoying it, I think, would have, I don't know, it was just, like, very interesting to me. That yes. I was like, she's scaring the shit out of her. And there's no, she can't, air quotes, like, back, she could have backed out. Obviously, there's no, she was not sure. forced to have sex with him. Gonna happen. But, like, she was going to right. sleep with him. Because also, she w- wanted to sleep with him. Like, she was, her husband. Had already and been, the mom knew this, right? She had already the mom was like, you're marrying him for love. Right. Yeah. yeah so. so it was weird to me that she made it seem like it wasn't fun, especially when she had eight kids and seemed to have really loved her husband. So you are led to believe that she also enjoyed sex, which like, awesome. But then maybe don't make your daughter seem terrified of it. And this is right. I'm, no, I completely agree. The women know literally nothing about sex. No sex ed. That was my biggest B plot thing that I hated so much how did the men know enough about sex to not get women pregnant? Like, I was like, how does he know enough about this to know that, like, sperm is what impregnates a woman, and she doesn't even know what sperm is? Right, like, he's, like, perfected the pull-out method, and she yeah. da- is uneven fucking aware she thinks he's in of, like, where babies come from. pain when he does that. Like, she doesn't know mm-hmm. what he's doing. So I was like, how did he mm-hmm. get this, like, and he was homeschooled. Like, it's not like he 
I don't know if sex ed existed, but I, I was like so flabbergasted that he knew how to avoid a pregnancy and she didn't even know what would get her pregnant. Right. <laughs> that, like truly insane. Um, and like her sister, like no one knew. And also like that the brothers knew, like I would at some point, I feel like I would tell myself, like, and then I said, nobody would tell them. That was also weird. And like, even when Marina, who has had sex, has gotten pregnant, knows some of the steps. How she got still there, not like, tell Penelope. She was like, love. And Penelope was like, well, now we can never be in love. I was like, oh my gosh, no. Like, this is I I thought that was the moment that they were going to tell. Because that, right, that would have been such a good opportunity well, I thought for, Marie, yeah, yeah like a peer-to-peer. There was like a physical relationship there. Right. But she doesn't even, like, mention that they kissed. Like, she literally said biscuits. <laughs> like... Well, also, I think that, like, like... That was so weird. Annoyingly, like, was another, like, light in the, like, pro, like, Eloise fire of, like, well, I'm never getting married. Like, because she, like, <laughs> if she thinks that she, like, has feelings for a man, if she catches feelings for a man, she's just going to automatically, automatically get like, pregnant. She's going to be like, like, like everybody, I'm just going to read. <laughs> if I stay over here right. and no boy looks at me, then he won't love me and I won't just be pregnant. Like... It just... And yeah. then the maid having to tell her... And then, like, Simon, yeah. the manipulation there, like, on both sides of their I was just, like, I literally said, mm. that's my, that's the rape. my. We can talk about this, I guess, now. That was my, like, what the fuck is this show? Whenever, the No, the, um. When I she mean, had to ask her maid how sex happens? Yeah. Well, the fact that he, when she asked to get hurt, when he pulled out. Mm-hmm. Yep. That he didn't explain to her then what it was. No. Right, because he okay, because his defense later was like, right, yes. Later he's like, well, I thought you knew, and it's like she obviously fucking does not know. She asked you like day two if it hurt. So like you told her what masturbation like you were her entire sexual experience like literally from start to finish. Like I don't even know if she kissed anybody else. So no, I don't think so. Based on these like weird vague garden rules. (laughs) magical like mysterious rules um yeah so like that part really confused me I know where you're going with the rape I don't know if I agree that it's it's rape rape I don't know how I feel about the like okay well we can talk about a lot of podcasts and reading a lot of other people's opinions on it um the I mean whatever like labels are one thing but like it's the fact that it was like no longer consensual but like for that's the part yeah 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 that's the part where it like switches mm-hmm. I mean, um, that. i'm not discounting that that's the, right. that, the other way around we would immediately be like that's right right which which yeah like yes from just like feminism but but then there's like the back side of it where it's like okay well like women can't like force themselves into men <laughs> so like mm-hmm. there's also that like well like he could have pushed her off like yeah he didn't but yeah but like he i don't like, know i'm I not it's, saying it's the whole thing is like really it's tricky a hard, and when that, i yeah. Yeah, yeah i yeah, didn't yeah. think anything of it mm-hmm. when i watched it and then when i read about it i was Same. like okay that makes sense i know Same. exactly what scene they're talking about yeah um mainly I, I there's so definitely mad. like i was so mad at the the way he said, I won't have kids instead of I can't have kids. 
like I was just so mad at him for lying to her that I was like let's see like I was kind of like as mad as Daphne was I think where yeah. I was like fuck you let's go and then after the fact and right. I was reading about it I was like oh yeah no that's like really not cool yeah it's very not cool um <laughs> in a word <laughs> yeah uh but yeah it definitely like yeah there's the whole consent thing there which is like very serious and yada yada it was really interesting though that like this got brought up in this way as far as like a netflix show addressing this issue which obviously it was like written into the books and apparently this was better than the books in the books she got him drunk <laughs> and mm. did this so that was worse so they they at least knew that it was going to be an issue and like dialed it back um but I think that it's interesting in this scenario because it just makes it really complicated because he was deceiving her the whole time about Mm -hmm. everything so then to suddenly victimize him in like a split second is not something any of us really want to do and I'm not even sure is entirely fair because he it's the it's the you know 10 seconds he was a victim this whole like in right. this entire relationship right like it well and like uh, you, I think what's like frustrating is too like and that a part of it too is that he when he said that he never wanted to get married and he never wanted to have kids like when she when they before the duel like yeah there could have been just like a more open conversation about it. I just think he yeah. should have said the word can't also because she didn't know where kids came from. That's also just like not fair. Like I'm like, how, so you just thought you could use her as a sex toy this whole time. And Forever. Never, like, like that's <laughs> the other part is like the flip side is also really fucking shitty. And that like, yeah. so she would have never found out like how to get pregnant and keep, he kept, he keeps pulling out or whatever. And then mm-hmm. what she eventually like talks to a friend who has a baby and finds out years into her marriage. Right. It's just and like I, none of it adds up. And my last part of this, and then I'll like throw it back to you, is that I don't actually think his anti-children argument was strong enough to stand. His dad died. No, of course not. His dad, dad died dad. when, so in his dad's mind, the line died with like, there was Lawrence no kids. Dad knows, that's he had right. sworn yeah. that there was never going to be kids. So like him <laughs> doing it all literally of, killed him. Him doing all of this. I was just like, your dad, I just kept screaming at the TV. Your dad's already dead. Your dad already thinks the line didn't go on. Yeah. Like, your dad didn't li- like, I was just like, why are you destroying a marriage with someone that you seem to really love? Mm-hmm. Right. That was something the thing. for a man that you hate who's also dead. And she like, clearly, and he knew from the jump that she wanted kids, like it was going to make her so happy yeah so and, it's a yeah. little bit like how can you reconcile your love for her over your hatred for, for your for dad, dad which they do actually I think probably say word for word at some point um because everyone is frustrated because I like um but also I think that they should have made the dad be alive and yeah. like maybe dying and he had to like sure. make that. I just think like I don't really need another character but like had his father still been alive I would have understood his argument more right it would have been more valid and then the fact that his response to it is like, well, you'll either be pregnant and we'll be miserable together or we'll have, and like, we'll have this child and stay together and be miserable or we like, we'll be happy and like not together. But I was like, if you, 
the child will still be in the world. The line will still be. Right. Yes. So you're going to like relive your father's mistake? I do. Yes. I do get being mad at her. Like that. Yeah. But then he like immediately went down on her. So I was like, how mad is he? (laughs) Like are we madder than him? Like I have no clue. Yeah. Um, so I found it frustrating. Um, that um they also played a game uh okay well actually to say to your point of how they would just flip-flop suddenly I found it incredibly frustrating the way that this show is even written where a scene would just turn on a dime and I know that that happens a fair amount like to keep things interesting whatever but it would change the entire energy of the scene and so then suddenly it's like you thought you're like, okay, we're supposed to be thinking about this thing this way. I'm on board. And then all of a sudden, something would just, like, fl- like magically in the air would flip, and then the whole scene would turn around and be completely different. Mm-hmm. And then I would just be like, wait, what What just happened? Like, I don't understand, like, how things just shifted so quickly. One of the, like, most clear examples that everyone should be able to remember is on their wedding night when she is, like, so upset, so upset, so upset. And then she's like, okay, well, like, whatever, like, I'll, like, I'm gonna get ready for dinner, like, I'll see you in a minute. And turns around, and then all of a sudden he's like, I love you, whatever. I will type it in. I have it recorded. You wanted a life for the man you truly knew. You wanted a love match, and yet... And yet, this cannot be any more different. Is that what you hope to say? I shall join you for dinner momentarily. Everything I told the Queen was true. I cannot stop thinking of you. From the mornings you ease, to the evenings you quiet, to the dreams you inhabit. My thoughts of you never end. I am yours, Daphne. I have always been yours. I do not understand. If I do not know how to be any clear. Well, do you not get angry. I'm not angry. You I... look angry and bothered. Look at you, you're downright flush. Yes, that is what happens. When one is angry. When one burns for someone who does not feel the same. You burn for me. Why do you think I followed you into that garden? Why do you think I went into that garden? Um, yeah, there was a it lot. It really of, pissed me off. There was a lot of moments where I was like, they hate each other, they love each other, they hate each other, they love each other, yes. and I'd be like, this is the same scene, like when they hook up on the staircase. After yes, that I have that one too. Yes, after they the like pregnancy scare, I guess is what we can yep. call it. Um. Cause I was like, oh, they're like, he's going to hit her. And then he started going down on her and I was like, okay. And then they started to almost have sex and then he pushed her away. And I was like, okay. I was like, this is like, yeah. the whip I was like, wait, so you still hate her? You were just horny? Like, I was right. so confused. Again, just contributes to my exhaustion on this show. I'm like, what? What? And so then it's like, I don't, uh, like you guys hate each other this whole episode. And then this happens. And so has this changed anything? Like, are you still... Well, and that's why when they, like, ended up together, which, like, of course they were going to end up together, I was, like, how? Like, how are, you, like, how are y'all, like, moving past all of this stuff? 
like you both have grounds for to not move on if you I don't know for sure and also issues with them is they did it for like continuing it like was the dark cloud over the beginning of their relationship but them in a spitting contest for who is ruining the other one's life more they have basically the exact same conversation like five times and it was never fun like I never wanted to watch it I didn't ever like even the first time I was like yeah no like I've been watching the show like I know (laughs) like you like I watched the scene where you guys made out in the garden and that means now you have to marry each other why do we rehash this over and over and over and over again where mm-hmm. one of you feels guilty and then the other one's like, no, I feel more guilty. Like I ruined your life more. And the other one's like, no, I ruined your life more. And it's like, why, why, why is this mm-hmm. taking up time? Why are we watching this again? Let's move on. This is getting so redundant. Well, it's also like he like loved her like I think it's safe to say that Simon loves Daphne but like not enough to tell her why he didn't want kids like his his excuse in his mind was valid right like my dad was a terrible dad I told him I would never do the line I don't want to have kids I don't want to be a bad dad blah 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 whatever Mm -hmm. that seems easier than just pulling out for the rest of your life like having that conversation Yes, I completely she agree. Letter, she like immediately was like, I totally get it. I'm so sorry. I'm not going to force you to do this. And then he was like, but your brother mm-hmm. and sister were nice. Let's go. Yes. No, I, I completely agree. Um, I forgot to mention this one thing about the Sienna um, Anthony breakup, mm-hmm. which I know this is completely out of context, which is so annoying, but that's the last thing I have is in her breaking up with him. She says, all I know is you're lost and you're lost and I can't let you set me adrift. And I was like, yes, let's use that in the future. Yes, bitch. Like we're going to remember that. Like she read him correctly. And that Mm -hmm. was cathartic. Maybe the only person in the show who was like, you fucking have no shit together. Right. Like, well, it's also like how long ago? Toxic did, now. Like how long ago did the dad die? Like how long has he been in this new position where he like? They, the youngest has, kid is like eight. Right. So, so like, I don't know. Because like that conversation. It couldn't have been more than eight years ago. And like so, it is. We are led to believe that he is figuring right. out how to do this, and like, she's like, "I don't want to." Semi recently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's okay, because the last thing I have on my worst list is super random, too, so. All right. Let's I just hate duels. I don't see their significance. I understand they're a part uh, of history, but I think they're fucking stupid. Um, uh-huh. I don't like them in anything I've seen them in. Uh-huh. I don't understand how they're a reasonable end to an argument. Like, you kiss Daphne, so other stupid. people know, let's go out, and if I kill you, we're good, and if you kill me, no one else knows, then, like, no one, like, I just don't know. Right. Like, the murdering right. of the person seems worse. Like, the, the punishment does not fit. The right. Case. No, right. And, like, in that same or If article, they both, like, shoot away, which is, like, yeah. what gentlemen do, it's, like, so then there's still, like, really no actual proof that this thing happened, so yeah. then later someone is, like, oh, I heard you kissed 
Antony's brother in the garden and then the other guy is like oh no worries they dueled so and the other guy's like oh great oh, Daphne's no. like a good girl again she's pristine I, I couldn't I, I hate it so much but, and also like it, I also just like hate the premise of duels like outside of their instance in pop culture like the duels in Hamilton there's two and both of them I was like why are we doing this? I know it's written. I know this is what happened. Like, I'm very aware. But, like, yeah. if you shoot up to be a gentleman and they still shoot you, you just die a gentleman. You just die. And they can say, he shot me and missed. You die and you it's have no such a high-risk situation. It's a high-risk, low-reward situation. <laughs> low-reward. I just don't understand uh. that. I'm very glad we've come up with whatever today's equivalent of duels are, which I guess is just, like, punching in the face. Subtweeting? Yeah, so. <laughs> Which is just like blocking and unfriending on Facebook. And <laughs> what I, I mean, it's the equivalent of just like driving mm. your car and hoping the like straight into another one else. Yeah, yeah. That's less deadly. Truly, you could probably survive, especially with today's technology. You're probably good to go. Um, uh, all okay. right, let's move on into some stats. stats. All right, so if you want to go, yeah. My favorite character is the mom, um, Violet. I believe Bridgerton. Um, my favorite relationship is between the mother-in-laws. <laughs> so Lady Danbury and Danbury and um, Lady Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. I guess she's not. I don't know what her title is. Lady Bridgerton. I, I just call her Lady's that. Lady. I don't know, whatever. The mom. Um, and then for my favorite episode, I said either the pilot or the finale or the wedding episode i don't really know they were all tied for eh for me mm-hmm. um they were at least the most memorable mm-hmm. what about so, you my favorite character is eloise but i also really enjoyed colin and uh benedict they just like weren't in it enough um right. yeah the boys were fun aside from eloise or aside from uh i mean like for all of the shit we just talked about, Simon and Daphne, I was watching the show to see what would happen to them. Like, I they had an interesting... Yeah, same, same, same. Not, like, I want to say that, because, like, I'm sure people who listen to this podcast are going to think it's just going to be, like, us talking well, over the instrumental of Wildest Dreams. <laughs> um, no, but, some reviewers were, like, the my least favorite part was Daphne and Simon. I, had no, I didn't care about them at all, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was definitely in it for them, and, like, the rest it of it was so secondary. But I was in it. But my favorite relationship was El- Eloise and Penelope's friendship. Mm, yeah, it was really cute. Um, and I wish we could have seen Eloise's face, like, finding out that Penelope was Lady Whistlepound. Like, I just think that would have been... Also, just, like, I think Penelope might have been my favorite character. I love Penelope. Um, and, yeah, I agree with you. My favorite episode was either episode six, the wedding episode, or the pilot. When I rewatched it to, again today, I was like, okay, like... I can see more of why people liked it than why I didn't like it the first time. Like I can see a little Mm -hmm. bit more of the hype upon rewatch. I did not have any interest in like starting it over per se. And I don't know if I would like Mm -hmm. recommend this to someone, you know, like I feel like people are always Mm -hmm. asking me what shows to watch. I don't think that this would rank very high on my list. Probably not. (laughs) Unless it was like maybe a parent or like something of that but I don't really know who this If somebody show- was like, I need a silly show to watch with my boyfriend, I would say, yeah, maybe try this. 
Because there's enough men in the show that a man might watch it. I'd be like, or no, if they were like, but I need to have sex with him. Like, okay, this one. Because if it was like a silly show to watch my boyfriend, I'd be like, any comedy. Any HBO. I mean, sure, sure, sure. Right, but if it was like, you know. (laughs) (laughs) If you nothing to do this Saturday, I'd be like, well. Yeah. I mean, like. Try. I enjoyed it. I think Annabelle liked it because I watched it. I'm glad I watched it with someone because I definitely would have just like mm-hmm. left. <laughs> yeah, but, it was rough. Yeah. And it's interesting because like obviously people like the later episodes because of the like sex and all of that stuff. But I actually found the like. You were a bummer. I was kind of bummed when they left. The later episodes were a bummer because it was like all of the stuff was sad. Marina found out mm-hmm. the baby daddy. Di- well, she tried to kill. We didn't even talk about how she tried to abort the baby, yeah, was um, which was like so sad and heartbreaking and didn't work. Yeah, nope. And then that how the brother sad. was like, "Well, it's my kin, so like we should get married." And she's like, "I just found out he died." I did really love. The yeah, movie. she didn't give the brother enough chance, and I hope we get to see them. I'm wondering if she's going to be a main character in the next. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be if you were if you were writing a book you wouldn't include her like she would just be like off like you know like walked off into the distance type of a character I feel Mm -hmm. like um because she doesn't have anything to do with Antony at all like I don't think they were ever in a scene together um but I wouldn't mind like you know her journey of because she did what essentially what um Daphne was afraid of which is marry someone you don't love Mm-hmm. um so seeing how that went for her would be interesting to me I yeah think. I also just really loved um the conversation that she had with Penelope and it was a really small moment but where she was like when Penelope was like oh my gosh are you okay blah 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 this stuff and, and now knowing that Penelope was lady was what she probably felt really guilty for all of the like bombs that she left and to have this George guy be dead and Marina's response was like I was right he died and he loved me like he did not mm-hmm. love me like I was like, right. oh my gosh, that's so heartbreaking that you, that your first reaction to that, how long he's been dead is that he didn't write you that letter. Yeah. But I was also like, man, she's like a really realistic character and that she's like, I can't bring him back. So I'm going to at least make sure he loved me when he died. Right. But um, yeah. All right. Do you want to get to the, the moment everybody's been waiting for the, your single best scene? Yep. All right. Yep. Okay. From my it. single best scene. <laughs> Um, my single best scene is the, uh, rain scene from (laughs) the finale. Um, yeah, there was not a lot of other choices. (laughs) That was a really sweet scene between them. Yeah. And it, I mean, the whole thing was, um, super predictable, but you know that's sort of how these romance books, movies, mm-hmm. whatever are. Um, it was that's when everybody like lady whatever's like everybody get out right? Is that that Danbury, one? Danbury, yeah, Lady Danbury like does her little cane thing. She's like, no, we are not having a moment. Like she's like, the party's over. Like go home, everybody. Um, and um, so yeah, like it was really sweet. Um you know, it's really overt metaphor, you know, the like their relationship reaching a breaking point and then like the rain, like raining down and like making them, you know, like burst the bubble, whatever, like 
boil over and like you know wash all their like whatever away so they can have a clear-eyed conversation with each other and Sorry, death song. blah 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 and <laughs> yeah um although I must say something I really hated from this scene was Daphne's jaw work um <laughs> <Didn't notice laughs> it starts to how could you not it starts raining and she's basically doing her little like orgasm jaw at the sky <laughs> for way too long and I was like bitch you know your guests are still here like they can see you um <laughs> it's also just rain like have you never yeah it was this is not that this is not come coming from the sky. This is just rain. <laughs> although, right. Although, like, based on her reaction, could have been either. Um, <laughs> um, hard to tell. Um, no pun intended. And so uh, she does say, I did love her little line where she says, I'm tired of pretending I don't love you. Because I was kind of waiting for her to say that, mm-hmm. you know, the back half of the season. Um, and it does seem super fitting. And I honestly wish other um like whatever the phrase is like lovers that just can't make things work out in other scenarios one of them it's what you wait right you want them to say is like I just give up like you know I'm saying mercy like I can't do this anymore but no I can't do this I can't love you it's like I can't keep pretending that I'm mad I'm not mad at you like I just love you um which is like totally a different argument you know Mm -hmm. um and then also I just would love to know um I did hate the Regency era empire waste look I hate it so much um wanted to stab my fork a fork in my eye at 100% of the dresses I mean they're beautiful don't get me wrong but like it's just not a look um re tiny boob conversation at the beginning however something I did wish I could experience and absolutely never will is what it's like to be scooped up <laughs> she has a tiny like, tiny like what is that <laughs> like she's so petite and has this little gown on and the duke just like fucking scoops her up <laughs> and they're making out and she looks he makes it look so easy I think um, she is like five one. Really? She I looks so much taller than that. No, I think she's actually she's like, very slender. I think she's actually here. I'm gonna Google it, but I think she's a pretty tiny person. Well, he's pretty tall, I think, for an actor. Um, but yeah. So she's, that's all I could think of in that scene. Twenty-five years old and is five five. That's pretty yeah. I mean that's as a petite. As a five hundred days of summer has scarred you, that's average. That's average, yeah. I mean, she's got to weigh like eighty pounds. Um, I mean, she's Kira Knightley in Vision, right? That girl has yeah. zero extra. Her BMI is off the charts. Um, so yeah, that's all I could think of at the conclusion of that scene was, wow, mm-hmm. I'm more likely to jump out of a plane <laughs> than a man effortlessly scoop me up as we make out. So, R.I.P. to that. Um, but yeah that's that's my single I mean the rain scene is great sorry if I shit on the whole thing but um it is a really good scene and a single best scene first um it is what like 
if you're gonna watch the whole show like watching it for that moment where they sort of get over themselves if that's the bar then I do think that's the moment because everything leading up to this is just a mess in some kind of way mm-hmm. um I guess the only runner-up would be the Duke's like when they plead the case to the queen but even then like Daphne is a real zero in that scene so mm-hmm. um that's why it was that's not pretty- a real contender for me yeah what's so, your single best scene my single best scene well I do love the declaration of love and think that he really pulled his weight in that scene which was good because we've mm-hmm. been seeing it through her point of view so it was Absolutely. nice to know that he whatever but mine's definitely the wildest dream like sure just like a full sex like yeah that's good so Taylor Swift <laughs> playing in the background. Yeah. It's like that was it. It did like, seem like it did seem like a B-roll from a Taylor Swift music video that never made it. <laughs> like, I mean, you know how Taylor Swift was supposed to have Loverfest and it got canceled due to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I'm like, was right. this just the set for Loverfest? And they were like, actually, can we just rent that out? It is and film uh, Bridgerton here. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, no, I believe it. The wildest dreams sex scene of all of, of all of the scenes of the show. That was the one that I had the least amount of problems with. <laughs> <laughs> but if we're going to go for a scene where there's dialogue, it would be the declaration of love. But I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, that, that one is really under. Is very sweet. Um, or, I mean, Okay, honestly, well, what about the I burn for you scene? Yeah, that was pretty good too. That one was good. We can pipe yeah. it in. I did record that was, it. Oh, um, so wait, hold on. We'll pipe it in here. I also just like the phrasing of that. I'm starting to blush now. It, the, about, like, let me tell you, the second time around, not nearly as good. But the first time, I was like, wow. Yeah. Okay. When he turns his charm on, whew, yeah, look no out. Stopping him. <laughs> when he wants to have sex with her, I totally get why she was like, This is awesome. Yeah. Like, there I mean, was no, the Duke, it was full steams ahead. Like, the Duke was really a, another level. Like, hot. he could solve world peace, I think, if he really <laughs> wanted to. Like, that is the control he has. Um, the charm. That is the strength of the charm. Oh, he's so hot. Um, felt for him getting some mainstream success because he was good on For the People, but I thought he was like from Pittsburgh or somewhere. So, I don't remember him having an accent. On is he that. English? Mm-hmm. I don't think he had an accent on For the People. I think his mom was like a mayor of. I don't think so. It doesn't matter. That show got canceled. Um. All right. So, so what is your? Um. Actually, I'll do some news. So Netflix is teasing exciting news as they close in on a season two renewal. I think that we are pretty much a guaranteed shoe in to at least get season two. We're definitely getting season two. Yes. All right. So do you have a recommendation for our listeners this week? Yeah. So I, you know, try to stay on theme. Um, so this is a tech talk account for a man who somewhat recently, I don't know if this is his truly his whole, yeah, no, it is pretty much his whole TikTok. Um, he is a real estate agent Mm -hmm. and also like a little history buff and he goes through floor plans and also tours of old New York City apartment mansions. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're into people who might have had servants quarters (laughs) and how that would have been laid out in a New York City apartment, 
than this is the account for you. Um, for some reason, his handle is not enough hangers. I don't know why. Um, can't figure that out, but that is his handle. Okay. And, uh, yeah, his name's Robert Cahadrian. I butchered his last name. I'm so sorry. Um, but he, it's like interesting little tours that he does and floor, the floor plans are insane because it's like, you know, these rich New Yorkers. So it'll be like full, full floor apartments and that are like half, like st- half ro- half of the rooms are for the rich people who live there and then the other half of the rooms are for the servants mm-hmm. and like there's no crossover right for the like like how wild is that to live in a, an apartment and like literally never set foot in like half of it because that's where the staff goes like so, can so you have wild. enough money to not utilize your entire space i i cannot i can't well either. yes i can <laughs> i mean i can because i guess technically that's what i'm doing and then i live in a one-bedroom <laughs> apartment but I just can't imagine willingly choosing to have half of my space. Well, I would give up half the space if it meant I didn't have to lift my finger because somebody was going to, I didn't have to go to the kitchen because someone was going to bring me dinner. Mm, yeah, I guess that's true. I just, I think I'd still rather have space over help. Because like the rooms are like a few bedrooms, but it's also like kitchen, walk-in refrigerator, um, where they store all the silver, like all those, like the laundry room, like that kind of stuff yeah, um coat room um I guess maybe it's like the New York size like if it was like a Dallas home and like like Downton Abbey I could do right well but the, the those rich people also like never went below like street level and then never went up into the attic level yeah like they also only existed in like half of their house technically I could do like that level of existing in half of my house though like the top and the bottom like I think I would just have a hard time yeah. with like I don't know. Maybe it's just like, like my physically modern brain. Half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like no, a, no, no. That's fair. Fathom it, but no, okay. no, no. That's... Well, you'll have to send me it because now that it's like you ruined me by making me get that TikTok for that country singer because then I had to download it on my phone and then I had to post it. Like I posted it and then um, I follow and so that was the, my first like fuck. I have a TikTok and then my second one was Taylor Swift's album and then reading all the conspiracy theories about her and Harry Styles committing vehicular manslaughter. I got real deep in that conspiracy theory. And then the driver's license one, I was like, I just use TikTok for like, like meaningless conspiracies. Celebrity conspiracies. I love that song, driver's license. It was going to be a recommendation, but I feel like by the time this comes out, people will never want to listen to it again. And I have Mm. another song for people. Have you listened to it yet though? Oh yeah. No, I'm aware. And his new song, the like, a boy that it's allegedly about, Joshua Bassett, mm-hmm. released a song called Lie, Lie, Lie. That's pretty good, too. I actually have not done the background okay. research. I only know the, like, headline version of the drama. Um, mm-hmm. I don't need to hear it here. I'm sure mm-hmm. everyone else listening already knows. But um, I'm aware of the ba- bare bones of the story. Um, but, yeah, I, I like that song. It's sketchy. Yeah, it makes me feel like I'm 17 again. Just got down to driving. Yes. Yeah. Um... So my it's very this girl grew up watching listening to Taylor Swift. Like, and really she's like a pro, like Taylor Swift like commented on all her stuff, and that's why it's gained more popularity. Mm, yes. Um, so mine is a song called Champions by Cheap Sense. I've just been really into it this week. Um listened to it a lot, and I think it'd be a nice uh jam for when it's like a good driving song. I'm a big fan. 
but that's all we have for you this week, guys. Make sure to write a review, tell your friends to listen to it. Um, feel free to come talk to us in the DMs if you disagree with any of our Bridgerton hot takes or in the comments of the post. We would love to keep talking with y'all or if we missed something or changed your mind about something. Any of the things we love to talk, obviously. So <laughs> let us know. Yep. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.